Hello and welcome to episode 448 of the Chuck and Brad podcast. I'm Chuck. I'm Brad. And uh, if you don't know, you're listening to technically part two of last week's episode. We had our buddy, uh, comedian Ray Harrington on, and uh, we were going to do Chuck and Brad's 2019 recap, uh, which we do every year. And we're going to talk about Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker. Um, And Ray had a lot of thoughts. That's kind of what spurred us to have him on about the Star Wars movie. So... (laughs) We uh, we said, yeah, bring your points. And he brought his laptop and he opened it up and he scrolled through his pages. And I was happy to have him on, happy to do a four hour podcast, but it needed to be cut into two. So this is part two where we basically just talk about uh, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, um, which was a lot of fun. We had yeah. a great spirited discussion. We do a spoiler free review. Well, are people going to really check in to listen to this for five minutes? And then yep. <laughs> I don't think so. They might. But uh, here's part two of last week. Yeah. This is just uh, Chuck and Brad and Ray uh, talk about their feelings about Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. I'm comedian, writer, and filmmaker Chuck Staten from the punk band Senior Discount. And I'm writer and comedian Brad Rohr from the Providence Improv Guild. And this is the Chuck and Brad Podcast. All right, we are back, and uh, we're about to talk about Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker. Is that what it's called? The Rise of Skywalker? The Rise of Skywalker? I think it's Rise of Skywalker. Mm. I saw it abbreviated as T-R-O-S, which is why I threw the the in there. Oh, Mm, I see. So, um, oh yeah, let me put my headphones on. So, yeah, spoiler free, let's talk about this. Um, It's tough. It's interesting because, you know, I'd like to go into this conversation just admitting openly that I like Star Wars and I appreciate Star Wars in general, but I'm ne- I've never been like a Star Wars like oh my like, oh I love this my favorite thing in the world. I've always really appreciated Star you know the place in pop culture that Star Wars holds. It's a combination of what this you know initial film series represents in terms of adventure movies mm-hmm. and kind of like stretching that stuff and showing different sides of things. We talked about the idea of the aesthetic of Star Wars where it's futuristic but shitty and like worn down. Everything is kind of like... Grimy glasses. Yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. like that. So I really appreciate all that stuff. I've always, Even though I've, I didn't grow up being like, oh my God, I love Return of the Jedi, blah, 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 you know, all that stuff. Right. I, I, but I really appreciated it. So going into the new, you know, the final three movies, seven, eight, and nine, um, I probably had seen the prequel trilogy one time. And I was like, eh, I'm like, it's fine. I really like the idea of what they did with it, which is, you know, the original series is kind of about the uh, the bushy-tailed and bright-eyed Luke Skywalker, blah, blah, blah. And the idea of like, well, now let's do the same thing for Darth Vader and show that you can go kind of in either direction and blah, blah, blah. I like that idea. Really didn't care about the aesthetic of the new trilogy. It didn't really hit me that hard. Okay. Um, and I always appreciated the original three movies, four, five, and six. And so when they came out with... Um, seven, which was called The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. I thought it was fun. Obviously, it's super derivative. Obviously, it's super similar to a New Hope. A lot of the same story beats and kind of similar moments. But I liked a lot of stuff in it. I thought it was like a fun movie. However, for me, uh, Force Awakens kind of lacked an emotional core and kind of a depth 
it was more about like the fun of Star Wars, right? From with more like about plot than characters. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, more about um, what's the like like spectacle than anything. Okay, like here, like oh my god, we have to we have to get out of here. What can we use? There's a ship under here, and it's the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, that like oh my god, cool. That those moments are what that movie made to me. And there was kind of like I said, a lack of depth. Um, but I still liked it because it kind of still fulfilled what I, how I relate to Star Wars. Um, and then with Last Jedi, I felt like I liked this new series more. And I felt like we were getting more of Kylo Ren. I liked what Luke Skywalker was in Last Jedi. I liked what he represented. I liked the change that he made. Um, I liked him doubting himself. I liked him being like... Like, I'm not just going to come in on a laser sword and save the day with a laser sword and save the day. I like that kind yeah. of stuff. I loved the original tomes thing where they burn the building yep. and that symbolizing having to be able to accept new stories for the fandom as opposed to just wanting a rehash of the original trilogy. So it was kind of like at that point, Force Awakens became more important to me because it was almost like they were admitting we had to make this new movie so similar to A New Hope and so similar to that kind of stuff just to hook everybody in. But now, please agree with us that we can go in new directions and it's not just going to be the same stuff again. Mm -hmm. And I really liked what that represented. And my favorite scene remains throughout the trilogy, the scene where Kylo Ren kills Snoke, teams up with Rey, and they fight side by side. But at the end of the fight, he's not a good guy and she's not a bad guy. And they're still kind of at war. I liked a lot of that stuff. Um, and so I went into um, Rise of Skywalker there. And okay. I was like... So you've given your background. That's, that's can what, we kind of give yeah, our yeah, background yeah, 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 too? Yeah. So we can all come at this understanding yeah, yeah. where we yeah. come from in that? Yeah, sure. Go for it. once you started to tip yeah, towards yeah, yeah. the new go one. Go for it. Yeah. So yeah, start, I, I think we have a very similar background on view the view of the... Of Star Wars as a whole. Right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, like I liked Star Wars, the original trilogy. When I was a kid, I didn't have any brothers or, and I didn't have like a dad growing up. So nobody, there was nobody that sat me down with, hey, check out Star Wars. Right. You know? Right. Because so, obviously, you know, if we're born in, I'm born in 84, you're born in 83. And, and Brad, you're born in 78. So for us, it's like, you know, even the newest one for you came out when you were like probably like five. Yeah. So, you know, none of us were really seeing star wars when it first came out it would have to be an older movie to us yeah, as a child yeah and as children and so i came across it mostly just like through osmosis of pop culture right. and stuff sure. like that and then same, i yep. saw the movies and i was like this is fun yep um and you know i enjoyed it but i was never like a super fan or anything like that mm -hmm. i i didn't really I, I i liked it and it was fun you know that was yeah. that, that's where i was on the whole thing the prequels i saw them in the theater and i was like oh you know what i mean like uh yeah, yeah, i didn't yeah. i did not like them i, w I right. but i wasn't somebody that was just like star wars they ruined it they yes, ruined right, my childhood right, right. they fucked it all up you know right. I, I wasn't reactionary in that sense i was just like these were bad movies yes um yeah and uh and then and then it was just kind of gone for a while um but i enjoyed some video games that came out yeah. uh one game i played like into the dirt was uh back back when i had a super Nin uh, no a nintendo 64 right i oh, had yeah. an n64 and i played oh god rogue squadron, rogue squadron. No. Or, or shadows of the empire i think it was shadows of the empire yeah and uh ig88 i think no you a, have to fight yeah, IG88. Fight yeah, yeah that's right uh, yeah. Shadows that game, of the empire. <clears throat> i played so much and that's when i really got 
uh, an appreciation for the aesthetic and okay. the mm-hmm. world of Star Wars. You know what I mean? Even yeah. though it's multiple, but you know, right. whatever. Um, I really enjoyed it. And uh, and then um, a few years back, I was re- I started reading the Star Wars comic books, and those were really fun. That's what I heard, yeah. And I enjoyed a lot of different storylines, and I and that made me go, hey, there's a lot of places you can go in this, and right. there's stories you can tell that are really interesting. Mm-hmm. Whether it's uh, I, there was a comic run of Obi Wan Kenobi during that middle period where we don't know, right? Right. And that's fantastic. Um, And then there's stuff that's just like completely new characters, you know, Dr. Aphra, that's great. Um, And then the the new trilogy came out and I didn't um, care really, to be honest. I was just kind of like, okay. And I was a little cynical to the thing. I was skeptical of this thing coming out. And I didn't get a chance to see it for a, a while and people were saying good things about it. And I was in Houston doing shows and I went to see the movie. This was like three weeks, four weeks after it came out. Right. And uh, and I went in and I was like, all right. And I remember the previews being really shitty uh, <laughs> that were playing in the theater. Right. Right. Not the previews of okay. Force Awakens. Right. right. But I, I was just and that built up so much cynicism in me. Just mm-hmm. a real cynical, like filmy guy. What's a, uh, a real snob? A snob versus yeah, cop. Yeah. yeah you snob, snob versus cop. I was a snob <laughs> looking at all these cops. Just bad stuff i think that right. national lampoon's soft reboot movie was one of the previews mm, okay with ed helms and stuff oh, and yeah. i was just yeah. like what the fuck is this? and so the movie starts and uh something like reignited it it did like force awakens i think did the job it was supposed to do and what everybody wanted it to do which was put the prequels behind us yep. and reignite the magic right and yeah. that movie gave me star wars magic and I, there was a moment I got emotional, uh, not in a scene, but I was just, and, and something happened. I was like, oh, oh, I like Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it came back. And so that was cool. Um, and then I showed it to Finn and he, I, you know, skipped through scary parts and yeah. stuff and he loved it. He yeah. really connected with it. Uh, so Last Jedi came out. I couldn't wait to see it. I saw it right away. And that movie, um, a lot of people hated that movie yes. a lot of people truly hated that movie in an ugly way not in a critical way right not in a film way nothing ugly shitty and i am one of the few that liked the movie i recognize it has flaws right um and i think that's going to happen when any uh filmmaker is manning the helm of such a just a big ship. It's so hard to steer because it's such a huge corporate monolith, totally. you know? Um, totally. and that's one of the things I want to talk about. And he's handed something that, uh, you know, how do you start your story being handed? I think it's the strangest thing. We can get more into that part of it. It's so strange to have a different writer director. Yep. Manning this thing. So Ryan Johnson went in and God damn it. Ryan Johnson, did a great job and yep. and it sucks to have to like defend that movie um but i will because uh, he brought something new to the table um there's stuff in there like i said i don't like there's stuff in there that i don't think works there's there's so much though that does and i think the biggest thing which i think a lot of people that hated it don't uh like or want in right. anything they watch yeah which is a commentary 
a message, yeah. a point to the movie right. that the filmmaker is trying to say something to the audience. And what he was saying was all about Star Wars. Yep. The Last Jedi is a meta commentary on Star Wars itself. Right. And I personally connected the fuck out of that. I was just like, wow, okay. And what he was saying was Same fantastic. thing as Jurassic World. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel that way, but yeah. I know you don't. <laughs> uh, I just started my car. Um, <laughs> but uh, his message throughout is something I do absolutely agree with. This idea that, uh, you know, Kylo Ren in that moment is saying, like, you have to kill the past. You know, you have to let right. go of the past even if you have to kill it. Like, you have to move on. What Ryan Johnson's whole message in that movie was, hey, I love Star Wars and you love Star Wars. If we want to be able to continue doing this, we have to move forward. Right. We have to get past the core uh, Skywalker saga. Yeah. Right. We have to move beyond the the group of people that we have from the originals. Right. Um, it will not last if we don't do that. Right. That was the whole message, and I was like, this is a great message. He did some interesting things plot-wise that I was like, oh, okay. Um, you know, having Ray come from no one, right? I thought was, again, right in line with his message. Right. And, you know, killing Snoke right along in the, in the yep. same message. And both of those things, I was like, oh, okay. This is interesting. And the final shot. Final shot yeah, oh, of the, the random kid. kid. Yeah. I love that. That's my. Uh, it's like I love that. Anyway, it's it's this it's this idea that um, uh, let's move away from the Star Wars tropes. Right. Let's move away from the member dat kind of stuff, yeah. and let's do some new things. And I was energized by that movie, Force Awakens. Me I too. felt great, and it was fun, and it reignited. The That's thing. how I felt too. Yeah, Last Jedi made me think about Star Wars. Yes, right. Well, what, what a fucking novel concept. It made me think about this giant thing. Right. And I was excited by the possibilities of it. And then I found out JJ was coming back for the for the next movie. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, you did good with Force Awakens, so all right. And then I found out he was co-writing with the guy who wrote Batman versus Superman. And I was like, oh, oh no. Uh, and before we get into the movie, the last thing I want to say is the the Last Jedi backlash, the vitriol, the hate that came out, the fact that um, uh, the the actress that played Rose, yep. I can't remember Ke her name, Kelly Marie Tran, Moran Marie Chan, yeah, uh, Kelly Marie Tran. I always remember Tran, yep. and then I'm like, it's three names, and I don't want yep. to get it wrong. Uh, the fact that she had to just leave Instagram and all that stuff from just awful shit is. Uh, it sucks and I would yep. see people uh, after they saw the movie on Facebook or Twitter or something post uh, about how it was awful it's a piece of shit Ryan Johnson sucks and he's the worst I want to kill Ryan Johnson all this stuff and I said nothing and I was just like meh and I, I you know I made my post of like I liked it I yep. thought it was great and I'm excited about this idea this concept right um that vitriol was truly ugly. Can I and ask what what did people dislike so much about the movie? They didn't like uh, that there was an Asian American, uh, you know, an yeah. Asian cast member. Is that true? Is that is yes. that's yeah. not a thing they, in Star Wars? They really don't like. Uh, they they didn't like her uh, as a woman. They don't. They uh, having a major role. Yeah, they. Uh, there's a real big, strong like uh, the people that hate that like to 
call other people like SJWs. But I don't understand. Like if Ray, if they like episode seven and Ray's the main character, how do they say we don't want a girl? They to also Star don't Wars? like Ray. Yeah, they don't like Ray. She's a Mary Sue. I, I know, to, be, to be completely honest, I don't like Ray either. And I do think she's a Mary Sue. And I do think that if the third movie definitely killed the idea of liking Ray, uh, I, we I can get into that. I, later. I think that Ray has no flaws and Ray has no, has nothing inside her that is flawed at, at all. No flaws, conflict or no conflict. Exactly. Yeah. All she but has, we, we'll get into that. We'll right, get, right. We'll, we'll get, get into, into that. that. But, but, but like, I, I guess, I guess I watched last Jedi again recently and I just didn't see what was not traditionally Star Wars about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the Asian American thing is very strange to me too. I didn't really realize that that you was know, the they, biggest they thing. You know, they didn't. Uh, I, I think people didn't like uh, Luke being uh, curmudgeonly. I uh, thought that that was oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, you, the, the, you yeah, did. You do. But, yeah. The, okay. these, but these, you asked what they had yeah, a problem yeah. with. I will. I will I'll people say, hated what happened, what they did to Luke, which is just a stupid thing. Meanwhile, I thought it's very interesting. Yes, this, right. This turn, but they didn't like it. I mean, these are the same people that when the first trailer for Force Awakens came up, the second they saw John Boyega take a, a stormtrooper helmet off and it was a black guy under there, were fucking furious. You know what I mean? This is yeah, a thing. Weird. But anyway, more to the point of what I wanted to say is I sat quietly through mm -hmm. the ugly vitriol of Last Jedi. And then I saw uh rise of skywalker yeah and i put up one post that just said i saw the movie um uh with brian bowden yeah we laughed at uh reveals and dramatic turns mm -hmm. and uh it was uh it, it was it, objectively it was not a good movie um spoiler alert for how i feel <laughs> and the amount of people that were upset by the fact that i had said that and like, you know, doing that very like turning off, uh, you know, hey, it's just I just want to go and have fun and blah, 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 blah. And it upset me because some of the people that commented like that, that were trying to paint me as like just, right. a, you know, a it's curmudgeon not, or, yeah. you know, shitty person for not liking this thing were the people that were like calling for Ryan Johnson's head. Yeah. And it mm. was just like, what? The? So that, that bothered me a yeah. lot. I just wanted to point that part out. Okay. But that's where I stand with, with star Wars. Yeah. I like it. I'm not a, um, diehard super fan, yeah. but I have consumed a lot of star Wars things. Yeah. Not just the movies. Cause right. there's the, there's a, you know, uh, a faction of star Wars fans that are like, don't call yourself a Star Wars fan if you've just watched the movies, right. okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are the books, there are this and that. I have taken in a lot of stuff, and I root. I'm a person who's rooting for Star Wars. Sure, me too. I'll put it that way. Yeah, Brad. I, uh, as as we alluded to, I think I was five when uh, Return of the Jedi came out. I had a wick at the Ewok coloring book. I remember that. Uh, my brother and I had a lot, lot of brown of the, crayons. Yeah, my brother and I had a lot of the toys, uh, mm -hmm. which was a uh, uh, you know, kind of. George Lucas's brilliance of like, all right, I'm going to make a toy for every character who appears on screen. Yeah. I'm like, why did I have a hammerhead action figure from the first Star Wars? He's has no speaking. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. just another bounty hunter. Uh, but nevertheless, that was it. And so when they were re-released in 97, mm -hmm. uh, it was very much a like, you know, I was in college. Uh, my friend slash loyal podcast listener, classy Chad Kafka and I were like spearheading people to like, let's go see these re-releases. Let's go to Pizza Hut and get the posters and like all these things. And it was like awesome, but it was, it was so communal. 
because we, we all had familiarity with Star Wars. And so we could all like build on each other's hype to go see these movies. Uh, and they came out in, you know, April and one came out two weeks later in May. And then we all went home for the summer. I never saw Return of the Jedi in theaters like I did mm. with Star Wars. And uh, I did see Empire yeah. In the in, in that re-release, yeah, yeah. I, I was in eighth grade and I went to I went to see that. Yep. Yeah, I remember being super excited for the Phantom Menace. I may have also seen that with Chad like super early on in its run, mm-hmm. um, or that was I, I, that's that's how I remember seeing it. Didn't love the first one. Didn't like the second one. I thought Revenge of the Sith was pretty good, mm-hmm. um, or I, I enjoyed it significantly more than I did the first two at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, that's the general know, consensus yeah. for sure. And so when episode seven was coming out, I was excited just because it was something new. Um, you know, my, my from, from the world of Star Wars. Right. Yeah. yeah. My experience with the extended universe was was more. I read Shadows of the Empire. I've played the video games throughout the years. Um, and uh, I think lightsaber fights are cool. Mm-hmm. So that's that was kind of it. And so with The Force Awakens, I enjoyed, uh, you know, I don't know that it made me think about Star Wars. It was more like, oh, OK, like. We re- I rewatched it probably three or four weeks ago, and I'm like, oh, there's some odd plotting choices, and mm. um, I don't buy this relationship or, or whatever. I like BB-8. Um, and then when The Last Jedi came out, same thing, where I'm like, I love the idea of setting up this big bad character and then killing that big bad character off halfway, like abruptly mm-hmm. with no warning, no mm-hmm. buildup. Um and uh, and then kind of the fallout from that is like then the characters have to deal with it. Um, so I appreciated that uh, just from a storytelling perspective. Any it could have been in any movie, and I would have appreciated it. But the fact that it was in the eighth movie of this this weird you know sci-fi space opera, uh, I was like, man, that that means anything can happen. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that as a film goer, as a film watcher, that I don't know what to expect. And, uh, you know, anything happened. And, and so that movie, and so when this one was, co- you know, I saw Rogue One, I saw Solo. Yeah, um, I didn't see Solo. You know. You don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's what I, 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 liked Rogue, <laughs> I, I liked Rogue One, but I think we talked about on the podcast, it's, it was hard to get into it because you, you knew the ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think Rogue One, for me, was serviceable. Like, yeah. while I watched the movie, I was like, this is great. Yeah. And then I walked out of the theater and I went, never hmm. again. It wasn't that great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, yeah, it does, it it does what it too. needs to do. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, it's it's weird because... And Solo's just trash. <clears throat> I, I really didn't like Solo. <laughs> one, of, one of the things I'd like to bring up real quick is that like there are people do have different relationships to film than analyzation and how good is this. Right. And I think yeah, there Rogue are people One... that just want to go see a movie and not think about the movie how the movie was made or anything right, like that right. i understand that totally and i think there I are think, movie watchers and then there are film watchers yeah 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 snob yeah. versus cop okay <laughs> and i understand that that is okay right however what i have a problem with is when someone that doesn't want to and chooses not to think about the process or making or a structure or any of those things yeah and they just want to look at it subjectively not objectively sure them going fuck you you want to hear it's a good movie and i like it (laughs) when you're like uh calculably this is not good want to hear a funny thing here's a funny question what if so who directed rogue one do we have any idea I don't remember. So let's say it's someone they came out. Who? who let's say it's uh, Wes Anderson. What, what's the uh, <laughs> the guy who's in charge of Disney at this point in time? 
Is it Bob Iger? Bob Iger? Was yeah. it Iger at that point? Yes, it let's, was Iger. Let's say the Rogue, yeah. uh, Rogue One trailer was going to drop. Mm-hmm. And they were like, it's January 21st, it's going to drop. And the, the screen came on, it was Bob Iger, and he goes, listen, we're doing a new Star Wars movie that's part of the main universe in two years, and uh, we're releasing a movie this summer called Rogue One. And I'm going to tell you right now... Gareth Edwards directed it. I'm going to tell you right now, it's not awesome, but it's fun, and it's Star Wars, and if you want to jump into the Star Wars world for about two hours... That's that's what this is for. Would that change the expectation of what it is? I think it would, and well, it's basically I, how I feel about it. Okay, right? Do you feel like that about Rogue One? I, you know, I enjoyed it more than you did. Yeah, yeah. Would you watch it again? Yeah. It feel, it feels weightless to me. Yeah, but uh, you know, hmm. Bad Boys Two feels weightless to me, and that's Fat, not going to stop. Ba- Bad me from Boys Two it again. does not feel weightless to me. I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna beat you up like Martin Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like that Martin Lawrence would get that means Chuck is gonna up. put on like uh, trash bags and overheat yeah. <laughs> while he tries to swing uh, it. Um, yeah. So, so I don't know. Anyway, uh, you, are you done with your? Yeah. Just going into this one, I was excited to see it, not necessarily because I cared about the characters, right? Because yeah. I wanted to find out how the story ended, because the story can go anywhere. That's, that's right. That's what right, that's right, yeah. is. And and so the idea of you know, uh, uh, so many things. So many like pop culture things ended in, I shouldn't say so many, but Game of Thrones ended in 2019. And that was a big ending, a big pop culture mm-hmm. uh, conversation about how that ended. Avengers. Uh, Avengers Endgame ended. And uh, and then a book series I really like that, you know, not enough people have read yeah. uh, ended. And so it's, it's, it's interesting to me to see how these different properties are tying up their loose ends. Right. right. Marvel and, did the unspeakable and rebooted Marvel Zombies, ignoring the original continuity. Yeah. Right, guys. BS. <laughs> Total BS. <laughs> so, you know, so I was looking forward to, at, you know, just kind of as my uh, driftwood through the year, like something to cling to was like, okay, if I can just make it to the Game of Thrones ending art, if I can just make it to, if I can just make it to the last yeah. Lightbringer book, if I can just make it to the last Star Wars. Yeah. And so it was an idea of like, I just want to see this movie to find out how it ends. So mm-hmm. I don't know that I went in with uh, high expectations or low expectations. I went in thinking like, all right, uh, something's going to happen. There's going to be some cool lightsaber fights. Yep. That's I, what I want to see. I started with high expectations for the next movie after Last Jedi. Right. right. And as the, closer, the changes came through, the closer and closer that um, we got to this movie dropping with the, uh, the trickle of, you know, trailers and teasing and, you know, pictures and interviews and all that, I got less and less excited. And so I went in really not expecting much and kind of just uh worried because yeah. i could sense uh i could sense a real like corporate hand on this thing yeah mm-hmm. and i was like okay and it started to feel like we were going to get a lot of um reaction to the negativity on uh, last surrounding jedi. last jedi yeah. all right so let's get into this well, movie. Well, one thing i want to just say this, this is what i was trying to make a point before i didn't really say it but i want to just say it so when people like uh, new, um, Force Awakens and they mm. don't like Last Jedi and they're really different and divided on those two, like yeah. very, very divided, I do not really understand it. For the first time, I, I can't think of another thing that's like this where someone's like, we like this and we don't like this. I don't really see the vast difference between those two things. I don't really understand why people don't like The Last Jedi that much. I really do Th- think... That it, do yeah. like the first one, right. Force well, Awakens. I, I really do think it comes down to people not liking... Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with Luke. I think... Okay, maybe that's what it is. People are yeah. upset about 
this portrayal of Luke. Maybe, maybe that's what know? it is because he wasn't even included in the first one, so mm-hmm. it was less an attack on what they believed that this character had become. I guess that's probably possibly what it is. One thing I didn't like about the Last Jedi was that I felt like the whole mission to the Gamble Planet mm-hmm. was like a weird side thing that just didn't need yeah, to be there. Yeah. yeah. But like to me, you know, well, you, I think you could argue that for a bunch of the Star Wars stuff. Everybody can talk about that. Right. Uh, that planet the the casino planet and like all the weird stuff there and, yeah. I, and I absolutely agree I do think it it could come down I don't know but I I feel like uh, uh, so I might be completely wrong I'm 50 mm. 50 at this point um, that the, that a lot of that was um, Disney saying uh, hey Ryan you have four locations in this movie yeah. mm-hmm. and we need more locations i want we need to yeah. see different planets right yeah you know what i mean that it's hey, max of true. that to me yeah it, it, of a of a an inorganic edition i understand what you're saying yeah hey we looked at your script and uh we counted uh four locations yeah you don't have enough planets yeah and benicio del toro is willing to be in this so what do you got yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, well, so, I don't know yeah I who don't knows know. who knows who knows yeah. who's to say i just wanted to get that out all right so spoiler oh, free last thing yes last thing. do it while we talk about this, let us all remember that what we are talking about is Star Wars and it is a movie franchise and it's not the end of the world, right? Sure, sure, so sure, sure. Again, <laughs> even though I don't like this movie, yes, and I'm gonna rip it to shit. Because wow. I'm a, I'm a gonna. I have three pages of shit to rip, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I wanna just be clear, I am not a like seething yes. guy going they fucking really you just, Star you just like to you know talk I mean? about the you know what's taking over the culture and all these different things uh, yeah and I want to talk about like the the filmmaking of this thing right and uh, and my rage of of people being like it's just a kids movie man <laughs> lighten up and uh, you know what I mean like that bothers me I gotcha let's do it spoiler free first spoiler free alright I uh, thought it was weird Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> shows up as Mace Windu at the very end <laughs> and does a lightsaber he's says and it's very pulp fiction like i'm gonna shove this lightsaber up your ass and then turn it on yeah and that was a weird moment for me yeah. but, well it was weirder when he did it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, and it, full we see it it's uh, it's baby java which i was like <laughs> yeah how old is baby java, baby java? yeah yeah what is the age of consent that's that's yeah hut? that's very that's very funny strange. that's Thank funny you. you thought it was funny in the movie um <laughs> That I was like got a dramatic reveal. I like the idea that Baby Yoda introduces like the baby everybody for Star Wars. I said that the other day. I said Baby Yoda is a fucking slippery slope yeah. because now Disney goes, oh, <laughs> and they're like, we're doing baby Star Wookies. Star Wars babies. I guarantee you, there it's will just be like a fucking babies. baby Wookie soon. Well, there's okay. already a baby Wookie, I, uh, an Ewok. No, the uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you? That I think in one of the things that we wrote. You you claimed that you thought Chewbacca was, was a mama and the Ewoks were his babies, yeah, that's right? Funny. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. I think was it that? Uh, no, it was. It was. We're gonna get was, Star Wars babies for sure. I, it was it that or was it that you thought the T Rex from Jurassic Park was a mama and the Raptors were a babies? No, it was Chewbacca. I, it may have been it was, both. It was both. The man. idea of baby Han and baby Greedo with like dueling baby. Yeah, models. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Which yeah. Star Wars babies. Do you know that that's how Muppet Babies started? They did the Muppet. Back in uh, Muppet Family oh, Christmas, mm. Muppets Take Manhattan. Oh, Muppet, it was. Oh, maybe that's no, in Muppet Family Christmas. Okay. Maybe maybe it is I, another I think one it's too. Also in uh, Muppets Take Manhattan. They did a flashback of the Muppets as babies, and people loved it so much they made the TV show Muppet Babies. That's so it is good. very I, similar. I'm telling you, it is I, yeah, similar. I am absolutely telling you. Uh, that's funny. All right, so spoiler free. I guess I'll go first, and mine's gonna be short. 
I was pretty disappointed with a lot of choices. Um, I thought that they made nonsensical choices uh, for a lot of things. I thought that they, yeah, further made Ray, yeah, uh, less likable and less like there's anything wrong or that she has to solve any problem. Um, and I guess I feel like uh, going in, I was like, well, what? How could this story wrap up? Because like we're not stupid. We're all we write in different ways. We do a lot of creative projects. I was like with this path that they've laid, I don't know what the ending to this is. And with the path that they actually did go on in the final movie, you can see on paper as bullet points. Mm -hmm. They were like, well, how about this is this, this makes sense if it's this, this and this. And that bums me out because it feels like a, like a studio map of like what has to happen. Um, And so I, I was really disappointed and I feel like they could have gone a lot of different directions, but I will say for the first third of this movie, I was having a lot of fun and I was invested and then it just like took like a left turn and I was like, damn. And I felt like the whole time I felt like so many things were like dumber and dumber and dumber. And we'll talk about this more in the spoiler full part, but final thing I'll say, I realized, you know, like the suspension of disbelief. Mm -hmm. I almost think of it as like, like a bamboo stick now where a movie bends it and bends it and bends it and too much bending breaks it. And at some point, it's too much mm-hmm. and you just can't enjoy it as much. It's like the Jurassic. I, my, my whole thing is like Jurassic Park does the best job of saying, here's a thing that's fake and we're going to make you believe it's real. And that's the mosquitoes, blood dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. That's the best version of that. And in this, they said they set up so much stuff that you're like, well, how could this possibly be? How could this? Wh- where did this come from? How did this happen? And. I think that maybe you can just do that a little bit in movies and a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Maybe you can build trust, do it more. Maybe you could do it over the course of many movies. But in this movie, they had so many at once that it made me check out of the movie. Okay. Essentially. Yeah. That's how I feel. Uh, I, I go. Spoiler free? Yeah, spoiler yeah. free. No spoilers? Uh, mine's going to be super brief. All right, you go. Oh, okay. So uh, spoiler free because all of my notes, I don't know where the spoilers are ah, okay. after I've written it all. Yes. I don't want to have to like read ahead and go, yeah, Oh, no, Oh, yeah. can't say that. Um, so, uh, I'll keep this super brief. It just, uh, if uh, echoing a lot of what Chuck had to say, um, it just really felt cynical and, uh, uh, very, very like pan- pandering, a lot of pandering. Yeah. And it just felt afraid. It felt really scared of, the reaction that the last movie had received right and it really did feel like a lot of like uh do you do you like this do you like this you know um we can get into details because i have so many notes here but i can't really right, dip right. into it i will say the last thing that i had saved for the end of my notes that kind of summarizes the, the the negative review i have of this movie that with no spoilers if you liked this movie i firmly believe you will remember almost none of it beyond set dressing in a month. It's designed to be pleasing for the duration of the movie, but has nothing deeper than a theme park ride. You buy a ticket, enjoy the ride, and leave with nothing else. It's a transactional product. Yeah. I guess that's what it is. It feels more like it feels like a product. It doesn't feel like a movie. And that's my that's my spoiler free review. All Boy, right, I got those. Um I uh I like lightsaber duels. Uh <laughs> and they had those in this film. Uh, I like space battles. I like X-Wings. I think they look cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Those were in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there there were there were moments in this movie that I really enjoyed. However, I think of other 
uh, similarly budgeted or, or you know, uh, aimed at a similar demographic movies that have come out in the past, let's call it 10 years, that have affected me emotionally more than this movie did. Mm. Yeah. Not to, not to, you know, there were, there were several parts during this movie that I was emotional. At one tear on my face, at one point in the The movie, tattoo, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's just a baby Java. How can you give him a tattoo? <laughs> Give me, that, give me that baby Jabba, the one when they held him down. On yeah, yeah, yeah. When they held him down and Brad and Brad Pitt carved the swastika in his forehead, <laughs> I just did not. Oh, not cool. I just thought the tattoo was weird because it was a tramp stamp yeah. on a baby Jabba. You know yeah. what I mean? That's weird. Who's gonna see it? Yeah. Why do you think they call it Tatooine? I'm like, that doesn't Brad, what? <laughs> what? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. that was weird. It's a weird moment. There was also weird moments when uh, when other characters would say. Uh, to uh, another character like hey uh, I'm your father and then they go no just kidding but imagine <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean and it was so weird they <laughs> did it a funny. lot of times uh, you yeah, know what? but I, I guess the the only scene that bothered me uh, significantly was on on the Falcon when they cooked the Totina's pizza rolls <laughs> yes and they and they, <laughs> and they said made them by point. name like, like hey, by pass name me those Totina's pizza rolls yeah like, oh these are so great I don't have to force myself to eat them yeah. and I was like oh that's so bad for so many reasons. Yeah. I think that was the strange choice to include uh, a lot of on-screen advertising. Yes. Because yes. this is Star Wars. It's a different world. It was strange when people would hold up big gulp cups yeah. or like Coca-Cola cans. The, the ticker of real-time news going across the bottom <laughs> that of the screen. That was strange. But it was in-universe real-time yeah. news. Like, you know what I like? about yeah. a sport that I don't know. I liked when they watched Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, this is so weird. I don't get it. <laughs> I did think it was interesting when Will Ferrell uh, says, <laughs> says to that uh, Sherry O'Terry alien, right? Yeah. Uh, We'd says, be independent in the Rhode Island International <laughs> Film yeah, Festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but when they said uh, there was that there was that one line and Will Ferrell uh, is saying, like, you can't get out of here. You know, you can't leave the mall. And uh, and Ray and Finn and Poe. It was so strange. They looked to camera and went, huh, at least it's not Star Trek. And they kept going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was bizarre to me. That's funny. Yeah. All right. So let's. Are we ready for yeah, spoilers? I, uh, or not you know, you? Overall, I probably liked it more than either of you two did. But yeah. the more I've thought about it and the more I've read about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, right. That part was weird. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And I'm going to yeah. say some stuff tonight, and you're going to be like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Um, you know, I still, I, I, I guess, similar to, to what you were saying, I enjoyed the spectacle of it. I enjoyed uh, the lightsaber fight on the water planet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I probably gave it a, a B minus or a B when I came out of the theater. Uh, and Cinema know, score? Yeah, and Chuck was like, Fuck that movie. No, it wasn't. Everyone who is, has been associated with it deserves to die. <laughs> I did not. And he at went all. online. He and had wrote the about same it. review when he saw Schindler's List. Yes. <laughs> you know what I will say about this movie? I think, I don't know which trailer it was. I don't know if it was the first one or the final one. One of the trailers for this movie is the best trailer for any Star Wars movie that I've ever seen. Mm. Where they took the score and they slowed it down and made it more triumphant. The one from the uh, from the uh, uh, the cantina, right? From the original? <laughs> that, that's the song I'm talking about. Yeah, and they slowed it down. No, they really... And then they really, brought in the vocals, <laughs> which was weird. Really? 
<laughs> and they had that that CGI alien that they added in later. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but uh, no, they they did a trailer for this movie that made me like tear up, and I haven't teared up at a Star Wars thing really. Was uh, it the trailer that was like eighty percent a salute to? previous star wars and then 20 percent footage from this movie it was but it was it had a lot of st- no which it, is I, oddly what this movie is it, it had a good amount of stuff from this movie because i remember it just had a lot of um climactic stuff from this movie with it that looked really really good but anyway yeah. oh i, feel, I did think it was weird when they added an entire <laughs> scene uh from adam driver in marriage story yes <laughs> yeah and they they just put daisy ridley's head uh-huh yeah on Scarlett Johansson. But like, like jib-jab style. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, it was just a picture that moved around. It was very strange. Yeah. All right, so we've done spoiler-free. Yes. If you haven't seen Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, you can turn it off now because we're going to get into spoiler territory but starting come back, now. Come back when you do see it. Yes, please do. Uh, so we gave you a clear out. We're clearly going into spoilers. We're not responsible anymore. I will be heard. Let's talk about it. Can I say one thing? I just thought Wait, about this, this one thing. No, no, no. Well, because Ray, Ray, Ray has the, the lion's share of stuff to say. But I want to say, so they, you know, at the end of this movie, of they have the fleet of, of Star Destroyers. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Those huge things. And they've been like around for a long time. Yep. Who are the stormtroopers that are on those things? Correct. They just live there for their whole lives. They were born there. They were underground. Is that who, what it was? Right. Point. Who built them? Isn't that, isn't that weird? Right. Like, because to me... And, and you know, I'm open. I'm open to you being like, no, that's wrong. I always looked at the Empire as kind of like the government, but a really bad version, almost like Nazis. Yeah. So all the people that worked on the Death Star, like you know, they had to have construction workers and all these yeah, people, yeah, just yeah, like yeah, a regular yeah. army, but it yeah. was led well, by like, evil people, like CBs. Exactly. My grandfather with the CBs. But if you apply that logic to this movie. No, no, it, it makes no sense. Who's it building no the sense. Star Destroyers and who's living yeah. on them? And how do they have stormtroopers? And how did they break out of the planet fucking core, basically? And why did that happen when it happened? Anything? It was yeah. a coincidence? Right. Oh, they're, they're, I mean, you could go see. Is that by what it scene. is? Kylo Ren showed up and it was a coincidence they were coming out of the Earth? Oh, no. The, the Emperor uh, raises them. Raises them up. It was his... a coincidence at that time, though? I mean, no, why he, did it happen he then? He said it to Kylo, like, now we're going to attack. But why now? now? Because it's at the end of the movie. No, but I mean, like, I was, I was, yeah. to be fair, it was close to the, the emperor the said it. Well, story, it's story, the end of the movie. Storyline wise, yeah. why did they exist underground for a long team. time and they raised at that right. point? Oh, yeah. D- d- uh, you know, bad I, I, writing. That's why. Yeah. Is that it? Yes. Lazy, bad writing. Because I didn't know if I missed something. You didn't. <laughs> I swear to you. By the way, you need a lot of energy to get those things into orbit. What do they use right. for fuel? Right. Well, it's also. Where's Neil deGrasse Tyson? <laughs> I have my thoughts, but I think that. Ray's probably going to go through things a little bit more my scientifically. My leg is jiggling. <laughs> go for it. Oh, my go God. Nuts. I'm so excited. But isn't that weird, though? Because yeah. during the movie... Not the weirdest thing in the movie. Well, I was just going to say, I think with Star Wars, people that watch it probably get confused because, like, Darth Vader is a bad guy, special powers, evil, emperor, stormtroopers, what is this, Death Star. And it's kind of a weird mishmash of science that's supposed to be technology and stuff that is supposed to be essentially magical right but in this they were like eh, everything's magical right this well yeah there there was a lot of i mean it's tough because you're bringing up like one specific weird like wait yeah, why i don't understand when there's the movie is filled with those yes and one of the tricks which i'll get into mm. is the movie just goes as fast as possible to like so trick you so you don't pay attention to and ask about doesn't it. have time to go hey wait why because as soon as the audience is about to go where did they all come from oh fuck it lando you know yes. what I mean? like that's okay. what the movie is doing all right so you all go right. you go into your points and i'll elaborate okay. 
Uh, so I start with a broad thing just to get into it. Uh, so, and Brad, again, so Ray is against Star Wars. Brad is for it, and I'm the referee. <laughs> I'm the snob. I am the snob. This is the return of the snob, the I, rise of the I, snob. I do yes. have an alternate take that I think neither of you will have. Okay. But And it's just a, a thing to think about eventually. All right. Uh, I, I, I just want to again say yes. it's insane that I have three pages of things to say. That's fine. About a Star Wars movie. That's what podcasts and are. Here we go. Yes. I'm very aware, but I want to be clear. This does not in any way impact my life. I live it fine. Okay. Anyway, what, I haven't talked to my wife in three days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what we're discussing here are three things, right? I'm probably going to end up reading like uh, just reading what I have here because yeah, the, the, the notes started as bullet points, but then I was like, oh yeah, but that, you okay. know, and then I just kind of wrote an essay. Yeah. What we're discussing here are three things. Uh, objective. Film okay. viewing, right? This individual film as a standalone movie, script, direction, structure, pacing, editing, etc., right? Just an objective look at a film. Two is a subjective look at this film. This movie as a conclusion of a story told in a trilogy and its choices for those story points, right? Mm -hmm. That's the uh, that's the subjective part. Right. When people go like, I don't know, I don't like what they did with Luke. Yeah. That's subjective. The objective point would be the way they shot and edited that scene or wrote that scene is bad. You know what I mean? Things like that. Right. Three is uh, uh, the overall, like the large look at this, which is sort of like a corporate report. Uh, the movie as an overall property from Disney and the decisions in this film uh, that speak to the whole trilogy's production, right? And what they're going for. So there's a lot of things to that's, kind that's, of That's one get of the into. things that I want to focus on because I believe that when you're running like a big, huge mammoth thing like this, you are going to have some constrictions. Um, but, but I think that they can be navigated um, and it's kind of part of the art. Like if you look at Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy, mm -hmm. d definitely they were like new villain every movie, uh, new friend every movie, right? And also new vehicle every movie. Mm -hmm. And that sounds like it's really limiting and really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like inorganic. And then like, and like you could feel that it's forced, but it doesn't feel forced in that trilogy. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel forced. You feel like Batman Begins makes sense. You feel like Dark Knight makes sense. You feel like Dark Knight Rises makes sense. And you don't think of them as like, oh yeah, they just made this to make a toy. They just made this to make mm -hmm. a toy. Mm -hmm. It's 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 those corporate limitations that I think are going to exist with any budget that's that big that I think that you can navigate. And the same thing goes times a thousand for the Avengers movies because I think that those were probably even more corporately you know, kind of like this has to be this, this has to yeah, be this. Yeah, yeah. Then I think then, then, you know, uh, I'd say Batman because Batman was just a trilogy and Avengers, I think feels even more organic, but, but, and so that stuff, anyway, the reason I'm saying that is because at the end of the movie, the big Palpatine thing, I'm just, I'm just not, I'm not, not going to jump ahead. I just want to say a lot of that stuff feels like, well, someone has to come back and be your dad. Someone has to do this. This has yeah, to happen yeah. here. This happens yeah. happen here. It's so and, and, lazy. And, and, and some, and some of that can make sense to me they introduce the X-Wing under the water in the second one. Mm -hmm. And in the third one, she raises it and she's flying the X-Wing. I'm 100% fine with that. She doesn't raise it. Luke raises it. I, I want to point that That's out too. Fine. It's so stupid. That's fine. But I'm, and he's, because he's a force ghost. Um, that's fine. I think that that's okay. I think they're going to be like, let's bring back the Millennium Falcon in the first one. Let's bring back the X-Wing in the third one. Let's do this. Yeah. I think that that stuff can work. But I think when it gets bad is like, 
She has to have a bad guy dad or something. Can't be Darth. Who can it be? I don't know. Uh, well, Emperor. And I think yeah. it can lead to places that are really dumb. And again, uh, especially when the last movie made a point of saying your parents are no one, which is almost at the now, like post-op, right? It feels like Ryan Johnson going, I don't want JJ to do the easy out on this. I want something interesting to happen here. Yeah. So I'm going to say it now. Yeah, I will say and now go ahead, make something interesting, you know, and JJ went, uh, this is what I fuck you. <laughs> this is what I want to say. That's kind of not I don't want to say in defense of the new Star Wars, but to blame this on JJ Abrams or the team that put it together and say, what a dumb thing you did. Looking back at The Last Jedi, I really don't know what that third story could have been to tie it all together. Here's my th that, here's, that's that's my alternate take. Right. You know what well, I mean? Here's my take on that. I think uh, giving JJ even the slightest amount of pass because of Rise of, or because of uh, Last Jedi and what Ryan Johnson did is um, it sucks because people shit all over Ryan Johnson right and didn't didn't say like hey actually you know Force Awakens didn't really leave like much room for anything. That, new or interesting to happen right right that's so he had to kind of push to make these new changes right and give the next director who wasn't going to be jj abrams um the next director an opportunity to kind of take take this in another direction right and go somewhere new and jj came in and i will blame jj for this because he fucking wrote the movie with the guy from uh, Batman versus Superman and I will get into why I blame JJ okay. and like part of his a, a big part of his filmmaking is super fucking problematic and we, we'll get into that yeah well the, the question but I that, get what you're saying yeah the question that I say is like if you kill the only bad guy mm -hmm. at the end of the second movie you solve the only problem that Ray has with a solution the only thing she has is who where did I come from right at the end of the second movie then what are you leaving for the third movie in terms of building a trilogy? You've left you've left the uh, the like resistance Kylo down to nothing mm -hmm. with a call uh, a call out to the universe for hope. Who knows where you know where someone's going to come from, right? Sure. Um, you have now pushed uh, Kylo to a place where he's he is. By the end of that movie, he is super fanatical. Yes. Has basically said, I'm going to wipe you out. I'm going to kill the girl. I'm going to yep. kill everybody else. So he should be the villain of the last one. Yes. I think Ryan Johnson was pushing it to be that he would be the villain of the last movie. I, I do. Or uh, what else would be an interesting thing is um, we see a very pointed moment where um, Kylo is, is kind of recovering from... Uh, the the you know the the lightsaber exploding with Ray right right and uh, uh, Donald Gleason an actor I really like a mm. lot he he did, he was in um, About Time and I love that movie yeah um, he plays the uh, uh, the uh, Empire um, I can't remember his title mm -hmm. but he's the he's the the like the one cast person that is in the Empire okay uh, the officer that's yeah. that's up there um, he reaches for his gun. His pistol, his yeah. laser pistol. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm going to shoot Kylo Ren mm -hmm. and get rid of him. He hates Kylo Ren. Yeah. He was following Snoke. Um, and we get that little hint in that movie. I thought it would have been vastly interesting if we have this seething, angry, emotional Kylo Ren. By the end of the third movie, Rey connecting with him and getting to him and him turning 
towards the own machine that he has created right. and said, no, 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 no. You know what I mean? Let's mm-hmm. not do this. And then Donald Gleason kind of pushing that thing. I think that's that's interesting. Sure. Which would ask the question of like the original trilogy and the empire, what the empire is. Right. And the emperor. Yes. Because there's a weird marriage between the empire that doesn't even really believe in Jedi stuff and dark forces and all that shit. Right. Uh, and they're kind of just nervous about it. Uh, in the original trilogy and, and in most of these movies, uh, the rest of the Empire, those those officers, they don't like the Force. They right. don't like anything yeah. being used. Right, right. Uh, and that's a big part of like some of the outside stories and stuff. You know, there is that question of like how much uh, how much of this evil is the Emperor and the dark side, and how much of this evil is just shitty people. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? And sorry. that's an interesting place. I agree. That that would be a place to go. Yeah. I agree with that. I still think... JJ just picked up everything and... I still think that at the end of two, Luke and Han are dead and Ray's question is answered. So it's just a weird place for the good mm. guys. Do you know what I mean? I just, yeah. don't, I just don't know where they go. I, I, you know, and I think part I, of it is, again, is if, if I'm writing episode nine, my, my elevator pitch is basically uh, Kylo Ren has assumed... Uh, the the mantle of leader of the first order, uh, he and the Knights of Ren are just terrorizing, you know, uh, different you know planets. Mm-hmm. Get a bunch of shots in there, uh, and Ray's conflict is I'm not strong enough to beat them, mm-hmm. uh, and so she's pushing herself and pushing herself and pushing herself and thinking she has to do this on her own. Uh, and you know, a, a big you know maybe she's facing them down uh, in, a, in a public location, and you see other people you know, kind of anonymously coming out to help her. Like, you know, I'm not saying it has to be the the force boy from the the end of episode eight, but the idea of like, people, it doesn't matter what your family name is because that, that, that would continue with the storyline. That's the first, uh, that's the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Yeah. When he's oh, injured yeah, and, yes. and they're carrying him out. That's a beautiful moment. Yeah. You yeah. know, like that's a whole thing. Yeah. Uh, and I think it would be interesting if the two of them are facing off that way. There's a there is a relationship there. Yep. Yeah. Um, not not necessarily sexual, but it's a connection. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think it's interesting, this idea of like all of the resistance saying to Ray, like, you have to kill Kylo Ren. Yeah. And she doesn't necessarily yeah, want, she doesn't want to. Kill him, yeah. yeah and that's Kylo good. Ren feeling like I'm going to kill that girl yeah. and not really wanting to either. That's yeah. an interesting place. I'm just, there's a lot of interesting I will, I will places say, we could have gone. Do you, do you think <laughs> yeah. the elements of all of the stuff we're talking about are kind of in there, but they didn't think they were strong enough because they do do that big ending where all the people show up and they're like, yeah, who's attacking us? And they're like, it's just people. It's not really about the force. And the emperor again, is like, like you're going to kill Ray, right? And he's like, yeah, I will. He's, he's like, of course I will. But he yeah. obviously feels like he can't do it. Right. No, the machinations so, are very different. The machinations very different. are different, yeah. but they just kept them as small themes, I think. Uh, I want to. OK, so getting getting into this, uh, the reason why I think this is on J.J., right? Yeah. J.J. Abrams it's important to highlight directed the film and he wrote the film. Yeah. There are moments I like you pointed out the, the battle on the, the water planet, right yep. on the, the yeah. ruins of the death yeah. star. Yep. I think that's a really fun scene. I think the visuals are fantastic. Yes. Uh, going back to force awakens, the visuals, again, the use of light with the lightsabers is fucking gorgeous. Uh, there's, there's awesome stuff there. All of those things. Uh, I'm, I'm going to end up reading. I'm sorry. JJ okay. is a great visual director. 
great visual director, but not a great writer. A lot of lens flares. Yeah, I would argue he's a bad uh, writer. Just a, a very bad writer. Uh, he always uh, he's always a setup guy and not a conclusion guy, which a, which is a huge problem when you're concluding a story. Right. Um, J.J. Abrams himself describes a huge part of his writing style as uh, mystery box writing. He did a TED talk about his style of writing, the the mystery box Hmm. writing. Um, uh, If you are already thinking of Lost, you probably should. Yep. Because that's a great example of the mystery box where you start uh, and you you create all of these hints and teases and and things with no idea where the conclusion is. Right. No idea what the answers are. Um, uh, Set up mysterious happenings or heavily hint that characters have a secret or aren't uh, what they seem and write from there. Uh, This created so many threads in the movie, uh, in the trilogy, and a lot of them either drop off entirely or get forced into another direction in order to finish a story. Uh, It's frankly infuriating when it doesn't work because we're dealing with entirely disconnected storytelling, either with setups to no punchlines or punchlines with no setup, right? Like a like a climactic moment. But we didn't get that for two fucking movies. And we're like, why do why is there a connection here? Um, The mystery box is a cheap trick that requires the writer to avoid any real plot or conclusions in order to further the mechanic of hiding and teasing. Ultimately, when the box is opened. There's nothing there. It's been frantically made up as they went along, stalling the disappointing revelation that the box is empty and the questions the writer wanted us to ask have no answers. In J.J.'s own words, in his own words, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, in his own words, uh, back on Lost, he said, the answer doesn't matter in an interview. Um, As much as I wanted to fight the urge to compare this with Lost, it's a damn apt analogy. Yeah. I will say, you know, South Park kind of does the same thing, and I think that they're pretty good. That's a comedy, man. I, I That's know. That's a comedy. Well, I mean, even in terms of uh, in terms of like story parts, like they did uh, the Imagination Land trilogy, and they wrote this thing where they they went to Imagination Land, and they didn't know how they were going to conclude it. They did three episodes, and in the second episode, they're like, "Shit!" Like they went to Imagination Land. We want the people to interrogate them and say, "How did you get there?" And we kept watching it. We're like. How did they get there? How did they get there? Yeah, and yeah. it was the tune that the guy sang that was originally just a joke. They were like, I guess it's that thing. And they had to try to write the melody out on the chalkboard to sing it to get back to Imagination Land. And it was kind of the same thing. But maybe there's an art to it where if you only create a dangling thread with one question mark, you can solve the problem. Mm-hmm. But if you create six dangling threads or like a right, bunch of them, right. then finding a solution that actually ties them all together becomes less and well, less and likely. And, and especially when you're dealing with a property that is a new trilogy off of an old trilogy exactly. and you're dealing well, there's with also the all rules. of these old things yes. that have been established already. Characters, universe rules yes worlds all that stuff and the shitty thing is if you are a mystery box person and you're writing that way what is the easiest simplest cheapest thing you can go to when you're trying to fill those gaps and that's just references to the original thing oh i thought you were gonna it's gonna be baby versions of popular characters baby yoshi baby yoshi (laughs) he was in it It it's weird right (laughs) Uh, 
So I just I think that's a that's bounty a, hunter. That's an important aspect to this whole thing yeah. is knowing who J.J. Abrams is and how he operates. Yeah, because this sucks. <laughs> I, I will <laughs> you know say I, mean? I, I I think that you're probably right. But one of the things I realized I was I, I don't like the idea of Ray being. Palpatine's granddaughter. No. I think it's weightless. I think it doesn't make any sense. I think the idea that his children are meaningless, but for some reason it's important that she's his granddaughter Which, yeah, is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll say this though, because I brought up to Brad, I said I said that, and I was like, the Emperor is not even really a character. He's just like an embodiment of evil. And you're like, no, in the prequel trilogy, he's a guy. Yeah. And I think yeah. maybe it's possible if they started introducing the storyline somehow in the first in episode seven and it built and built and built to this point could this reveal have made that more would sense have been, yes there would have been weight to it yes. i have a note damn it i have to go but down they would have had to me. figure out something where his kids made they had to have some kind of importance you know what i mean the idea right. of, of like him being all powerful then his children are just nobodies and then ray is all powerful because she's related to him that will yeah. never make sense no you, he, they would have to be something too there'd have to be some place what, in the universe what, what that if they there's held a, a line in episode seven that's basically like Can't, oh you know if, like we had to you know erase traces of the empire we we had to you know take and kill the palpatine children or some something like yeah that. yeah yeah some reference to well, him having children the second any any the second thing but they would have to be old enough to have children too so they couldn't be children right yeah but, what you kills know, me the palpatines though is is, is palpatine is, family whatever <laughs> The family Palpatine. Yes, of course. They went to the mattresses. <laughs> yes, they were in the Sopranos. The Palpatines, you know. Um, but Palpatini. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Palpatini's out there. I know he's fucking. I know. I look. You think we wiped him out? That's bullshit. I know he's fucking hiding out in some safe house somewhere, building a whole bunch of fucking Death Stars. All right? That's funny. Um, I, I'm just gonna say, well, there's on, 27 on. minutes left in this SD card because I did not think we we're gonna go over three fucking hours. Roll it over, I'm man. I, I've, I haven't even done a page. <laughs> A point to, uh, along your point about saying like the build up and reveal, yeah. uh, there's zero time spent on anything close to a reveal or drama in introducing the emperor or the surprise, quote unquote, of Ray's connection. That was the first thing I was like, oh, no, mm -hmm. when they introduced the emperor yeah. coming back. Um, these things are treated as literally and plainly as possible. Right. No, dun, dun, dun kind mm -hmm. of moment. Uh to the point where I, we hear the emperor, like when Kylo shows up at the place, we hear the emperor speak before we see him. Yes. He goes in, we see the emperor, but not like a, look, here's, here's Star why. Wars. Have the moment where the guy, the, the evil fucking boss turns around in the chair. At here's the why. Yeah. You know here's I mean? why. Because they are trying to trick people who are seeing this movie into feeling like this was set up. Right. So here's what they did. It's a gimmick. They put the emperor's face on the poster. Yeah, they put the emperor's laugh in the trailer. Yep. So when they reveal the trailer a year ago, yeah, you're like, yeah, the emperor's in this trilogy, right? And it's like, not really. Yeah. Right. They just put him in the advertising for the final movie. It's so strange though, because like he shows up, he shows up like in the first ten minutes, right? And there's something like that, and, and towards towards the first quarter, yeah, yeah, and then uh, and then goes away for the rest of the movie. Until the climax of right. the movie, I think uh, I think on. it's to make you feel like he's part of the story. Exactly, that's what I think it is. Uh, the movie never trusts the audience. If there's a line of dialogue that could be a metaphor or anything but the literal interpretation, uh, the movie shows us what we've been told immediately after that person says it. Uh, so the emperor says, "I made Snoke," and then it's followed immediately by a shot of Snoke's in a jar. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. It's like okay, there's the the metaphor that you're saying, like I made 
Snoke, and then we see a literal. I know I made him. Yeah, yeah. Right, and then we get, and, uh, then, and then Mace Windu says, "I am tired of these uh, motherfucking, motherfucking Snokes." Snokes. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, uh, Snokes is funny. And then, uh, and then, like Luke saying, as a Force ghost, uh, "You have everything you need right here." Like that's a metaphorical thing to say, metaphoric thing to say, uh, and then it is followed with no like, hmm, not no Ray like taking stock what do I of have, where I right, am, right. what I'm doing, you know, character growth, yes. right? It follows that line immediately with the next shot is her getting literally taking the physical items that she needs. Yeah, like he says that line, and then she goes into the uh um the the ship that she just burnt down yeah uh which doesn't make any sense anyway you, you burned a spaceship yeah 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 you burned a metal spaceship with yeah. a bonfire yeah uh and then pulls out the fucking force gps thing yeah the macguffin yeah. yeah literally a macguffin yeah uh and uh and and then luke raises the the, the x-wing that, and if we're going to get real nitpicky, that X-Wing has been underwater for like, what, 30 years? Yeah. Soak it in rice. Yeah, yeah. Soak <laughs> it in rice, baby. Put it in some rice. And uh, But no, like the, that idea of uh, it's a cynical thing where it feels like it feels like the filmmaker or the the uh, committee is like, hey, if you say something that is in any way abstract, you need to follow it up with a literal like you need to show yes. immediately after you tell. Right. Um, and that, that bums me out. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't. Okay. Well, so one of the things we were talking about that. afterwards is that we were talking about the idea of Han and Luke, uh, in the movie and the idea of Luke dying at the end of last Jedi and how there's three versions of what those things are in this. It's, yeah. it's projections, ghosts and memories. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so Han was a ghost. Han was a memory. Luke was a ghost. And the last one, he was a projection. And the idea of three, I'm not there, but here I am things is too many things. It's too many ways to be in a place, right? Yeah. yeah. It seems weird. It just right. seems like dumb. It just, I don't know. Anyway. I sorry. also think it's, it's odd that it's Han Solo when you have so many people that are attuned with the force. Right. That can show up in that moment. I think it's just like they were like we brought. I think it's honestly fuck it. Bring back Harrison Ford. Like I really think it's yeah. I I think it's like well we brought back Yoda in the last one. Luke is coming back. Leia's in this movie. We just have to bring back the stuff. I think it was so. We brought back Emperor X Wing and this. That's all we have left. I have a feeling that was supposed to be Leia, but she was uh, dead. Yeah, Carrie Fisher is dead, and I have a feeling that was supposed to be her because the one thing I did like uh, a lot in that moment. Um, with that fight was uh, his hesitation. Yeah. Because Leia reaches out to him. We And I like that because it's established in the previous parts of the trilogy. Right. When he hesitates to blow up the ship because he knows Leia is right there. That's his mother. Yeah. yeah. He has a soft spot for her. Right. Yeah. Not for Han, but for her. Yeah. And that makes total fucking sense with everything we know about Leia and Han from the original trilogy and everything else, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the monolithic characters that they've become, that felt really good. I I'll, like that I'll, a lot I'll, I'll, because I'll, it feels like it makes sense. Yeah, I'll play devil's advocate. In the first movie when he kills Han, the idea of that being his, what he feels like he's supposed to do when he's still trying to be a bad guy mm-hmm. and this being like, 
Han kind of being like, I know that that's not what you are. Yeah, I I, I can buy that. I I, I understand. Can, it's just it's a shame because it it does. Give it's not you, quite as strong, right? And he's not. Uh, <laughs> In a universe where, in a world that we are dealing with, like, you know, sci-fi, soft sci-fi rules with a magical element. Yes. To now include another version of dead people coming back. That's what I'm right. saying. That's very difficult. Like you said. The uh, premonition. Yeah, of yeah, this. yeah, yeah. The projection, ghosts, and memories. I know. Um, that's that's part of it. It's weird. Because it, it's weird because, like, that's technically a memory. It's not. It's more than no, a memory. it's not because he's yeah. conversing with it. Exactly. You can't be like, here's my memory. I'm going to argue with you. Yeah, That's, yeah. That doesn't really make sense. It's more than a memory. It's important right. in some yeah. way, but he doesn't have the power to be a force ghost. Like that famous song. More than a memory. <laughs> right. Oh, wait, though. That's yeah. Yes. But it's weird because he can't, he's not going to be a ghost because it doesn't really work with, heard it both ways. with who he is. Right. And also they're doing it with Luke already. So it's kind of redundant. So the idea of it's just a memory, yeah. I think it's just bad. I think it's bad storytelling. Uh, going back to the beginning of the movie. But I think the storytelling of him killing Han because he felt like he needed to is is fine. Yes, and and some sort of remembrance of that, or like who you truly are, and that's not what you want to do. Yeah, I yeah. But I th- I do Sorry. think nuts and bolts. I think it it, it was going to be Leia. Yeah, you know, always. just yeah. looking back behind. And, the and I also give this movie a pass with all the Leia stuff. Of course, it, you, you have to. The unfortunate thing is, I feel like uh, JJ and the other writer are fucking using the fact that she died in interviews now. As reasons like, why. Like, yeah, this things. movie could have been great. No, Carrie that's really, that's just, the, really? Uh, the other writer, the Batman versus Superman guy. Yeah. Somebody asked like, hey, what the hell? Why did you guys like completely uh, drop Rose in this movie? Yes. Uh, and the obvious reason is Reddit didn't like her. Yeah. You know, and it's just terrified pandering. Like, please, please, we'll placate the shit out of you. Like our movie and give us a good Metacritic score. Yeah. Um, it's it's very insulting, like the the level of of how much they just fucked her over. Um, he said, "Well, we wanted, we really wanted her because she was like one of the leads in the last movie, and we we knew we wanted one of them with Leia because Leia is so important. And when we were writing this, we knew we wanted one of them to stay there and kind of go through that process. Makes sense. And so it uh, doesn't make sense though with her such a limited role for Leia." Yeah. She couldn't well, be anything. Well, no, no, and and then we had to really, you know, cut a lot of stuff out right. because she, she died. Yeah, and it's like that doesn't ring true to me yeah. in the least. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes sense as an initial story thing, right? But then when you actually make the movie, the idea of sticking to that because you originally felt that way, even though she's dead, is very strange. Yeah, I uh, okay. So back to the core thing here, right? Because we just brought up splitting the characters and yes. i've got so many things you let me know when we need to go to the next sd card i, I have to find one it has to format it for i really want to do this yeah, yeah keep going uh i wrote these things man <laughs> I, I took time i wrote so much things last jedi split uh last jedi split the co- uh, core three character and uh, listener i'm sorry i'm reading but i wrote all this shit and i want to I, I will be heard uh <laughs> last jedi split uh the core three characters and that did bum me out yeah. i thought that was a big part of some of the feeling of fun camaraderie uh, yeah of force awakens wasn't in last jedi because they split the cast um i call it the core three characters kylo ren is excluded because he's a bad guy um uh but here he was that bad yeah he hey hey misunderstood man who among us he didn't mean it yes it's my fault i shouldn't really talk it's very abusive relationship um uh here, the three pals yep. do spend most of the film together, but 
they spend that time either shouting exposition at each other uh, about the MacGuffin they need to find, the other MacGuffin to find the location of a thing we're just finding out about. Uh, when they aren't just saying expository plot information, they're bickering for comedic effect. Yeah. Right? There's no connection. Nope. There's no connection. And it's so strange because they are in so many scenes, all of them together in this movie. And Last Jedi split them up. There's more friendship and camaraderie in Last Jedi between the three of them than in this movie. Because there's so much exposition being screamed at each other. Just, we got to go to the next thing, right? That's what they're yelling. Why? How do we get there? On that ship. Let's go. Oh, they they can fly now? They can fly now. They can fly now. Uh, All that stuff. And then the comedy of bickering stuff goes in. Yeah. So the only time they're communicating is to give us plot information or to fight. Like if you just saw this movie, you'd go, these three people are friends. You know what I mean? And it's crazy to think there's more friendship in the last movie than there is in this one because they were completely separated. Yeah, I do. I do agree with that. Um Sorry, I'm getting warnings. Um, I, I do agree with that. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I wanted to bring this up. I think this is a good time to bring it up. So Finn mm-hmm. says, I got to tell you something to Ray, right? Are we doing that? How much time do you have? Well, I have. I got another SD card right here. It's just it's it's just that the, fa- the road has to format it or something. Okay, but what are you at? I have 15 minutes left. We're, we recorded for two hours and 40 minutes. So, <sighs> so... I really want to say all my stuff. Yeah, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to it. So Finn says, like, I want to tell you something. Yes. And he says, I never told you when they fall in the sand, right? Then when they fall under the sand, I think maybe either she says, what did you want to tell me? And he changes yeah. the subject. Yeah. And then eventually Poe says, what right. did you want to say? And he says, none of your business. Yeah. And they never say it. And we all got out of the oh, movie. And then, they, and then when they're about to be killed by the stormtroopers, but then the big twist happens yes. that everybody knew was going to happen. So so at the end, I said, like, what was he going to say? That's such lazy writing. And everyone around me, including Brad and Lou and Michaela, were like, yeah. you idiot. You stupid idiot. It's just that he's in love with her. No. And I was like, that doesn't this it doesn't ring true to me. Like, wh- what in this movie represented that? That was the only thing that made sense. <laughs> and, it's the, right. and JJ, yeah. they asked him directly what it was, and he told them. He what, told an audience. What was it? You've been you've been well, holding what do you think this over was? my head for. What do you I, think? I already told you what I thought it was. Give, give a second the, answer. The, the other one is uh, you're a Palpatine. Okay, see that that's at least a little, I, bit. I, little better. That might have been Lou's idea. Yeah, a little better. What he was gonna tell her was, "I'm force sensitive." Yep. That's what huh. JJ That's what JJ say. claims it is. Okay. That Isn't is that the weird? dumbest thing. I that that is so lazy and stupid. Isn't it weird? Just, like why wouldn't he say that? Okay, this well, is what my, is, what this, is the secret about? Yeah. No, no, who check cares? This out. Like, check why, this out. why even why even hold it back in the right. first place? This is how stupid it is. Finn yep. is with his two uh closest friends in all of the galaxy. Yeah. They are on a mission fighting I'll take care of uh, the force right the dark side of the force yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the side you don't want to they are the most involved people in this fight with the dark side of the force right right uh they are now like the force has been super proven we all know it at this point right yep. they all certainly agree with it two closest friends one is poe he's who is also close friends with uh the only jedi in existence yep mm-hmm. finn is close friends with the only jedi in existence yep so you're telling me that this guy is like, 
I better not say anything. Yeah. Because I'm with the only Jedi that uh, exists and we're on a mission against the dark side of the force. It's probably not the right time to mention that I can feel the force. That's so. Yeah. Dumb. I don't understand that's, it. That's, I really that's, think that's, that's a, mystery box bullshit. Yeah. I, I, I think it's weird because, you know, so I was reading about, on a, about it on Reddit and they were like, oh, in the other, in another movie, there was like a there was like a group of of starships and he was able to point out which one was something like maybe Kylo Ren is on this one or whatever it was. And that was the hint that he's sensitive to the force. It was, uh, it was in eight. It was uh, it has the co- like what whatever they needed the code for whatever they needed the code breaker for. It was that. That was the ship. He was like, "It's that one." Okay, but it might also have been the biggest ship. Uh, that's yeah. that's fine. I mean, I, I don't. I don't even think. It, if I don't think it's a negative thing yeah. if he is force sensitive. No, or I have no problem with yeah, him being uh, but, in but, tune but, with the force. That's it's, that's it's not like, it. I'm not saying like I don't like that they did that. Right, right, it's right. It's the way they t- make the movie. It's the it's, 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 it's stupid. The question is like, why make yeah? Why make it a secret? And also, why build just no matter what he's gonna say? Why build it up four times and never tell the audience? Right. Right. Isn't that weird? Yes. yes. Like what what's the decision? Why would you ever do that? I well, we there the fact is that this movie was recut I mean a million times. Yeah. I I think this was being recut like days before the release. Yeah. Uh they there's got to be tons and tons of scenes that have been completely cut and I think there's a lot of uh, through lines that were probably going to be there that yeah. got shredded. Yeah. Um, and I think this might be a a, a, a little bit of like a, a leftover part of that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe but that's what it is. it's still super fucking lazy yeah. to let that linger, to let that yeah. be in there. Yeah. And I just think that answer is so shitty. I think the answer is shitty too. Yeah. It, I, it, I, it I think almost, it's, I, th- I do think it's J.J. Abrams mystery box I was, shit. So do you think that they never really had an answer for what that is yes. and he just came up with something later? I'm no. the smoke monster. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, I was waiting for, for him to say, and I'll get into this uh, as well, but uh, I was waiting for him to be like, uh, I have something to tell you. I'm totally not gay. So <laughs> don't be mad at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? We'll yeah. get into the gay panic of this movie. Yeah. This movie has a real bad case of the not gays. Um, it's so fucking <laughs> shitty. It's so pandering. It's ridiculous. Right. I keep going. I'm upset. No, we're going to run out of time. No, no. I got another SD card. Okay, fine. Let me find my note about that. Where, do we have a natural break point here that we can switch SD cards? You want to? Let's do it. Poe and Finn was gay panic. Okay, okay. Uh, this felt like a broy chest thump of "I ain't gay, man." Finn and Poe straight up argue for most of the film, like I said earlier, yeah. right? They, but the arguing between them isn't com- comedy bickering. They're fighting, like they're mad yeah. at each other through this, yeah. which is just nonsense. Because I do think it was them going, "Oh man, a lot of people are," you know. Uh, predicting that gay. they're gay. Yeah, think there, there's a lot of thought, think pieces, articles uh, being written about the fact that Poe and Finn seem pretty gay for each other. Yeah, I think they might be gay characters. Will this be the first gay character uh, in uh, Star Wars? Blah blah blah. And this felt like uh, JJ and Disney like panicking and uh, and and being like, no, we're not gay. They're not gay. They're not gay. They're not gay. Um, because this is an international movie and we want it to air in China. We want to sell tickets yeah. and mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they already edited out the uh, the, the, gay the two girls kissing, two yeah. women kissing. They already edited that out for some of the international stuff. Yeah. Um, and they're also, uh, 
oh, by the way, with the whole have them yell at each other thing, mm-hmm. that means we get more bickering uh, at the uh, at the sacrifice of any kind of character development or anything kind of moving forward. Uh, they are each given a female flirt sponge to soak up their way hetero machismo <laughs> at the cost of adding two new characters with no purpose or depth. Right. Those two characters arrive. They're there for both of them to be like, yeah, maybe they end up with them. Yeah. You know what I mean, I, I do think that the one for Poe is like so thin. She's yeah. a, she has a mask on the whole time. He's oh, like, can yeah, I kiss yeah. you? Yeah. Okay. It's uh, Carrie Russell. Carrie Russell. Yeah. Did um, you know that? No, I didn't. I was thinking it was uh, is it Zora from Mass Effect. What's her name? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. Ta- who you're talking uh, about. Talia, Tala, Tala Zor. Yeah, the yeah. character. Yeah. It's it's weird. <sighs> The character that so she he goes to the planet she's there Tali honestly him her being like listen get out of here you don't owe me the money and him being like can we kiss and her being like get out of here and then coming back at Wait, the end and he goes, I, here's here's this magic coin MacGuffin okay, hold on. so you can get I'm, through it's I'm really okay, important I'm okay with the character showing up and being like whatever I think that that's fine I know mm-hmm. that you're talking about the gay thing I think it's fine but the coin thing is bananas to me yeah 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 right um, yes but what's messed up again with the whole uh fuck rose movement that that they have here um they bring in uh the other female interest for finn to go on an adventure with yeah uh and kind of give him somebody to you know wink wink nudge nudge you know but they don't really do that it it doesn't make sense uh they're they're just like wait wait we we, it definitely won't be rose because uh even though they kissed even though finn and rose kiss at the end of last jedi it won't be them because The internet doesn't like Rose. Yeah. But we want to show that they're super straight. I would be fine with the movie having... The reason I'm calling it gay panic is if it was like a normal level. Like if they they had acted... If their behavior was the same as the other two movies, but they just weren't gay at the end, I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that their behavior to each other, their interactions were blatantly different than the other two movies. It, it really feels like a committee choice of we need to straighten these guys up. Right. It was weird. I did I did feel like Finn was just way colder in this movie the whole time. He just yeah. seemed like a different guy. Uh, I don't know why. It's it's I don't know, maybe cuz in the in the first one especially I just feel like well, he feels like he doesn't like, have anything to do in this movie. Yeah, in the first one he just seems like Ray. like he's happy yeah. and he's like positive and like fun. And like borderline nerdy in the first one. Okay. You know? Yeah. And in this one, he just seems like he's almost mean. Well, I, I think, uh, you know, in, in episode eight, his nemesis, Captain Phasma, is killed. Yeah. And so that leaves him without a villain to confront. Mm. Uh, and, you know, like the idea of... He's a, just a helper now. Yeah. His, his story yeah. arc ended when Gwendolyn Christie fell to her death. Right. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. Yeah. So he didn't really have a place in this one other than not that they would have taken the time to have him go anywhere. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. Finn and Poe both are just uh dangling yeah. you know, they're 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 accessories on on the costumes. It, yeah. it's very strange. Yeah. Uh all right, let's let's swap that S D card. Yes. All right, let's see. All right, we have switched S D card so Ray can continue his diatribe. First he wants to do <laughs> he wants to do a second monologue about how he doesn't care about this. Yeah. <laughs> Well, when you get me started, <laughs> nah. I think that this is kind of you know this is what podcasts are, right? That's what I think. Yeah. If I'm like, I want to sit down and talk to Ray about Jurassic World for an hour and a half, 
That's fun. How about that? You made me talk about yeah. that for an hour and a half. Yeah. I'm making you talk about Star Wars. And it's your fault for going through the year in review. Uh, you know what I mean? It's your fault for doing the thing yeah, you do on your yeah, podcast every yeah. year. Hell yeah. Don't have me on it for oh, that. Oh, boy. Stepson is in the driver's seat. Oh, yeah. I'm swerving all over the place. Keep going. I got a brick tied to my shoe to I, reach I, the pedal. You know, I'm never going to be mad at a deep, thoughtful dive into something that matters to a lot of people. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I like. We had we had a, you know we had a big talk about on, uh, <laughs> the eight of us. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, okay, so uh, since this is going long, yeah. Next point that I wanted to bring up. Thank you for letting me do this. Uh, um, pacing. I want to talk about pacing. The pacing in this movie is so fast uh, that scenes don't take any time to feel anything. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't take time to be a moment. Uh, they're not scenes. They're just a series of expositional moments. They're a to-do list being checked off without emotional connection. Most importantly, conflict and loss. The two things that are, make up a huge chunk of character development. Right? I do think that after the first third of this movie, it does feel like a checklist of plot points. Where all of a sudden they're like, oh, we got to do this. We got to do this. This person has to do this. This has to do this. And everything feels less thoughtful like like even if you think of it like i was talking about like the you know the batman movies requiring this and this requiring these things it's like okay well han solo has to come back in this scene and kyle Ren has to feel like this luke skywalker has to come back here and she has to get this from this he has to say this the emperor has to do this there's this time thing now that's pushing everything forward so they have to get to this place immediately and it did start feeling like that but i think that still is part of the problem of them saying Here's the storyline that's too much for one movie that sure. should have been spread. But like even like what if, you know, just a thought, what if they did have this fleet, you know, or some version of it, but this started in episode seven and the heroes didn't know about it. Right, right. Something, something yeah. like that. Maybe it wouldn't be the fleet because I have, you know, I find that to be problematic. I think the idea that there is a, a planet destroyer gun on every single one of them that basically never comes into play is so dumb. It's just like, hey, some some writer, think of the Death Star times a hundred. That's what we need to do. Now there's a now there's a thousand Death Stars yeah. fighting, and then. All the other ships in the galaxy come in and they're good guys and they fight them and everybody's fighting at the same time. And then the emperor shoots lightning out that affects all the ships, all of them, except for his, because those are the ones he likes. And it's all <laughs> happening at the same time. That, that and then someone's shining a flashlight in Ray's eyes while she's laying on the ground. And then we get to hear uh, Liam Neeson's voice. That's a, that's how it is. It, it does feel like <laughs> there were other voices. Yeah, I know. I just went with the, in, this, in the same way that like. Ah, uh, we gotta give her a bad dad. Who's a bad dad? Who do we got for bads? Uh, Ed O'Neill. That that. that, that <laughs> <laughs> she's a Bundy. Yeah. <laughs> oh them, man. Them saying like she's gotta have a bad dad, you know, to be like the part of the normal thing, is the same as like we gotta introduce something that's way worse than the. Death and it's, star. it's a thousand death stars. Like it's so. Yeah, that's stupid. what it is. It's a thousand death. Yeah. It seems just like. Let's say that he can choke people like 10 times as hard as Darth Vader can choke people. Right, it's right. It's just as powerful as that. It's nothing. And again, this is all the stuff Ryan Johnson was saying. You know what's funny? Which this, kills me. And Ryan Johnson was like, hey, guys, we got to move on. I know it sucks. Bitter pill to swallow. It's, it's Take your like, medicine. It, and then they come back and JJ goes, fuck it. Everything you know and love. Let's do that. You know what this is equivalent to? And it's funny that you bring up the Batman vs Superman writer thing. 
this is the equivalent to the end of the DC movies where it's a big CGI battle. Yeah, it's where just everything is bigger, but it yeah. all feels weightless. And the, the whole think world's going to get destroyed. The, the, thousand, the thousand Death Star planet shooting guns is the same thing as the as the Batman vs Superman slash DC big ending world CGI ending bullshit, value yeah. where the world is being destroyed where it's like technically I guess it's worse technically I guess it's bigger like you know did we ever really feel like these fleets were worse than the Death Star no of course not no person ever, no. ever actually felt that way because they were just kind of floating um, but we that was the see that was the plan that's the thing that was the plan see it's weird the Death Star d- destroys the planet in a New Hope. Yeah. And it's Leia's planet, and that lays the groundwork, and they live on it, and it's this thing, and they got to figure this out, and blah blah blah. With this, they can't say we got a thousand Death Stars, and nine hundred ninety nine of them are you're, you're just going to see them floating. One's going to shoot one time. Yeah. Well, also the Emperor is like, you know, they're, I'm going to send them all out, and they can all destroy planets and stuff. And it's like, is that your plan? <laughs> <laughs> that there's just not going to be any more planets. <laughs> What are you gonna rule them? Yeah, okay. that's, that's what okay. I was thinking hey, too. Hey, Emp, let's let's talk about this, uh, Palpatine, uh, sir. One quick, quick. Let's let's say you do it. This, let's say you do it. You wipe you them all. Out. This, this it's is the, the problem. Day after that, <laughs> what you doing, man? What are this you doing, is, pal? Yeah. This is the problem. It's it's the idea of someone with a gun to your head versus someone with a thousand guns to your head. <laughs> yes, that's yes. exactly what it is, yes. and it's, it doesn't feel bigger. Right, it doesn't right. make any sense. Or one really big gun, yeah, like just, a cannon pointed at your head. It just doesn't feel different. It's 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 in it's oh, it gives me time. Like they have to light it. Yeah, it's inflated. See, this is what this You're is what it comes trouble. off like to me. It comes off like a child a, writing in a room of suits that are in charge of this they're like um in the last movie it's episode nine of this skywalker you know story of nine chapters it's going to be bigger than any other movie what do you have that's bigger than uh, all the bad stuff in their movie and the writers are like you know how there's a big bad spaceship the death star and it can blow up a planet they're like yeah they're like we got a thousand death stars they can blow up a thousand planets they're like yeah that's bigger yeah like that's yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it seems yeah. like it's like checking it off it's a list a of a of artificial growth artificial stakes that are higher well, yeah. even the stakes you, aren't actually higher if you look at all right episode four death star you know or i guess star wars a new hope uh death star big planet killing thing mm-hmm. audience is like wow that's that's terrible i wouldn't want to have to deal with that yeah episode five no big planet killing thing you have right. the, <clears throat> the the luke mm-hmm. reveal good guys lose mm-hmm. yeah etc um episode so six, six they're like all right what do we have he's like do it again. Uh, a new just, Death Star. Just do it again. Just do it again. I think that I think right. that the reason that makes more sense is because it's almost like, like I'll put it this way. You know how Wiley Coyote fails once with everything and then yeah. he just never tries it again. Right. Good I was thing. like, I was was like, well, what if that thing didn't go wrong? Star Wars is like, yeah, what if that thing didn't go wrong? Let's build the Death Star again. Yeah. And so that makes sense to me. But the idea of it being like. It's a thousand Death Stars or something like that. Yeah. Seems almost like cartoonishly silly. Well, I, that was a concern. Th- them trying to rebuild the Death Star makes perfect sense. Yeah. Them building a thousand Death Stars underground that can do the same thing doesn't yeah. make any sense. Uh, well, well, and it's funny because... By the way, I don't think the idea was to, to blow up a thousand planets. It was to have the power to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that no, the, but, the world but has... we were doing to, a comedic yeah. what if. Okay. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, I, still, I still think the gun to your head versus a thousand guns to your head is the same though. By the way, how many planets are in the Star Wars universe? Like how at many occupied planets? At least right, 22, well, then, maybe 30. Well, then, you know, do you really need a thousand? Right, yeah. yeah. Okay. What, maybe maybe, need, maybe hey, need 30. On a big planet, maybe one pointing on each side. Oh, okay. And then, like and then the, the planet ducks, and then the two <laughs> ships shoot each other. By the way, this... That's, this, that's the rebels' plan. <laughs> this, this, this is the bamboo stick breaking to me, okay. is the idea of, like, 
is she's Palpatine's granddaughter. Who gives a shit? Then you think about, well, who were his children? Oh, they were powerless nobodies. Then why does it matter? Who gives a shit? Then it's like, now we have a thousand Death Stars. Now also, they were built underground. Now they, all these things were just bending well, my bamboo stick so much. It I was, was just, I, that's I was, what it was. I was only like a quarter through this little paragraph. Oh, yeah, keep going. But I'm, I'm not even going to go back to it yet because you just uh, reminded me and I didn't write this stuff down. Um, the uh, the whole, like the issue of, okay, bringing back Palpatine is dumb to begin with. Uh, right. And it's just lazy. Uh, it also negates the original trilogy storyline i'm not saying it ruins the trilogy and now i can never enjoy the trilogy no no no. i'm talking about the plot of this movie it bummed me out because it's like so vader's whole thing at the end of that movie is pointless yeah and more importantly the second he came back the first thing i thought is like okay so obviously ray is going to kill the emperor that's that's how this plays out right ray will kill the emperor Again, yeah. this time it's for real. Yeah. No take backs. That's like, that's that's my so biggest issue no with the end of the movie. There's there's no there was stakes. no gravity. There was nothing. And then right. she does it, and he's gone. And I'm like, until when? I, yeah, she might as like he might as well have said, like shook his fist as he was fading away or whatever, or getting evaporated. He might as well have shook his fist and was like, "I'll get you <laughs> next time, gadget." You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It was like there's no stakes there. Um, and then as far as the, the ships, oh, there was another point I had right there with like a thousand Death Stars, but it it went away. Oh, the, the, grand, the, the granddaughter thing. The whole movie, uh, the time they do take with her character is to talk about the concern of like the bloodline, right? Uh, Kylo says to her like, you have that in your bloodline. Right. You're going to be evil. That's his whole thing. I have Darth Vader in my bloodline. That's who I should be. Uh, let alone, you know, my fucking right. dad was a good guy. Yeah. Uh, and my mom was a good guy. Um, by having the uh, her parents be nobody, but uh, Palpatine is like, you know, the source of all fucking evil, apparently. Yeah. Her concern about bloodline is irrelevant. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because her parents were no one. Exactly. Right. That's, that's like, what I was saying this her, whole time. If it's her mom or her dad, that's Palpatine's child. It just doesn't matter. I because know. Because that kid didn't become an evil it was inconsequential thing and why couldn't they be the one that the emperor kills also by the way <laughs> who was fucking the emperor it was back when he was a senator <laughs> a handsome senator from massachusetts perhaps out on chappaquidwick bay I can't say. <laughs> that's I funny can't say chappaquidwick so, is good so you're saying uh -huh. in loose terms yes. that the emperor is a kennedy <laughs> I mean, well, know, this is this is what writes it. What a different right, movie that would be Let's if take, he just had you have that to accent. Look at it as an allegory. <laughs> if he just had like the Kennedy accent throughout all the movies. Let's let's let's, uh, let's give let's, into uh, your anger. Let's, I can feel uh, I can feel the anger forcing coursing through your veins. So let's let's uh, let's change our yes. viewpoint and put on our positivity goggles. Okay. Let's think about how could this have made sense? And I say, what you needed to do was, like I said build up the storyline throughout the three movies instead of the final one, A. B, I think in number two or somewhere, there should have been some kind of reveal that maybe his child, whether it was her mom or her dad, was some significant part there of the Star Wars be, story. No, but there needed to be set up in the first two movies in any regard. But yeah. there's not because this was never the plan. 
There was no plan to have Palpatine come back. This, exactly, exactly. That's the whole there point. There was not a shred of hint in the other two movies. I have a, I have a question. What, who is, like, so Snoke is new for this trilogy. Right. It, does he have any background or is he just a no. weird guy with a broken head? Weird guy with broken head. What's the deal with his head? It's broken. It got broken because it was pushed up against the glass of the jar. <laughs> no one explains the broken uh, head? No. no. no he, he, you know, he could just be an alien. Then why couldn't... Yeah. Could Snoke have been the Emperor's son and that makes sense? Like... Well, a lot of people talked about who Snow could be when Force Awakens came out. Going back to what I was saying about the the pace, right? Yeah. This like super fast. Part of that is again, like I said, so you don't think about these things. Right. So you don't go, "Wait. How how did like when when they even into, you know, when the emperor is at this fucking planet that nobody can get to. It goes so fast so you don't take the time to go, how did the Emperor get to that planet after the whole thing was blown up? And the whole thing was blown up, so how are the pieces of the Death Star, like these huge chunks laying on the planet, but how did the Emperor get to that planet? Who's building these ships? Who's Why? There's clone Snokes? You know, you can't stop to think about those things. But my point about feeling, and I said conflict and loss. Right. Uh, let us feel defeat you said earlier that you were upset that ray uh has no flaws there's no consequences there's no conflict because they never stop to let her feel defeat when she thinks she kills chewy yep she's sad for a second and then immediately before we even know she's like Chewie's on the ship. Everything's fine. You know what I mean? It's just, I was going to say, that was really oh, weird, no, no, no. too. They do show yeah. up. They tell us. They tell us, hey, don't worry. Chewie's not dead. Yes, right. Yeah, uh, so and I thought they that would never weird. kill Chewie in this movie. I knew he was bulletproof because Chewie is the only character from the original trilogy that you can just keep fucking putting up. Keep putting him up on the stage and make him dance around. <laughs> nah, because, yeah. 3PO. 3PO and Those, R2-D2. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean. Those, yeah. But the, of the... the yeah. The fucking human being, or not well, you know, the yeah. living creatures that were on the on yeah. the Millennium Falcon, um, because it's a it's a guy in a suit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. once everybody else, all the recognizable faces die off, they can still use Chewie, yeah. so they won't kill Chewie off. Yeah. Um, uh, let us feel defeat. Instead, any negative consequence is handled as quickly as possible, mm-hmm. with as little character meaning or change as possible, in order to get back to the fun. Abrams loves to interrupt a scene with diversionary danger. Another run-and-gun thing, right? Because in reality, J.J. doesn't have an ending for the scene. Uh, and this is, this is my proof. Another quote, Chris Pine, uh, in an interview about... He, meant, he said this about J.J. Abrams uh, when they were filming Star Trek. Yes. Uh, Chris Pine played Kirk, yeah. and J.J. was the director. Uh, This is a a quote from Chris Pine. I asked him if he could help me understand what it was I was saying in a scene, right? There's a whole expository that he's talking about this scene that he has to run into the scene and look at the screen and say this, this, uh, this stuff, the techno, uh, you know, mumbo jumbo. Yeah. And he asked JJ Abrams, like, how do I tell me what I'm feeling here? What the point of this dialogue? Can you give help me be able to deliver these lines? And and JJ Abrams said to him, Quote, it doesn't matter. You just run. You say it as fast and earnestly and urgently as possible, and no one is going to care. That's this movie. Yeah. I know what you mean. Just run and say the thing. Yeah. Uh, there's no real cause and effect in the movie, right? Uh, scenes and overall plotting that show characters making decisions 
choices made from wants and desires. This is filmmaking 101 shit. If you want to go write a script, you sit down. This is this is like week two of your class. Choices made from wants and desires, their own perspective or position, a.k.a. how a, a character gains depth and identity beyond costume and archetype. And the consequences in this or, or results of them are just like brief exposition, then bad guys show up, interrupt the scene, shoot at them and chase them away to the next location. Yeah. That's every single thing. That World War II planet that they end up on when they meet uh, the, the helmeted gal, mm-hmm. Tally Zor, Mass Effect. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. It was clearly going for an aesthetic of like a World War II movie behind enemy lines. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm in. Right. And all that happens is they show up. Yeah. Ray does more, um, you know, perfect character stuff yep. and beats up all the people. Mm-hmm. And then Carrie Russell, Felicity says, I like you because you beat up all my people. Yeah. I like and trust you now. Yeah. And then they go in and then we get Babu Frick, the, the fun thing. And I want to like Babu Frick. Yeah. Yeah. I want to like, I want to like that little guy. You know, he's fun. Oh, Babu Frick. You know, I, I liked when he said, not the mama. <laughs> you know i liked babu frick okay yeah uh uh well i wanted to but it just i couldn't because it was too cynical you know all yeah. that stuff but like that was the whole deal and it was just let's do that scene as quick as possible to get to the new puppet to give c-3po his scene yes uh because i like the c-3po thing hold on c-3po the actor i can't remember his name anthony daniels. anthony what's that <laughs> daniels daniels is that his name yeah, yeah. i mean uh, the character was based on brad Roar, but it does seem very similar to you <laughs> he uh he has lobbied from uh like way back yeah with george lucas when they were shooting uh the uh the, the rest of the trilogy he is like he's kind of famously like a uh, tough to deal with. Yeah, guy. Yeah, he, he wanted a robo dick. I remember. Yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Daniels is tough to work with. Uh, that is the okay. All right, maybe not tough to work with, but yeah, I understand. Particular, know, particular, particular guy. Uh, he's C three PO basically. Yeah. Um, he lobbied so hard with George Lucas from Empire on. Uh, give my character like a moment a heroic moment give him a thing where he sacrifices but don't kill me and keep me in the movies yeah and he did that over and over with george lucas and george lucas was just like no you know what I mean? yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. all he would do and uh i guarantee you he was doing that with jj and ryan johnson yep so I have a feeling that whole thing was him looking going at like, my friends. look, I'm going to die soon. So can I just have this one scene looking at my friends? Why are they your friends? You don't know them at all. They, and they've they been were, nothing but shitty to you. They were so mean to it. The entire time. Yeah. Your friends, two of them are dead now. Yep. One is alive in the movie, but dead actually, right? Yeah. These are not your friends, but they use it so they can just put it in the fucking trailer. I, okay. Moments uh, in the film are set up and immediately wiped away with no weight or gravity, right? Uh, Characters are killed and it's taken back immediately. We talked about that with Chewie blowing up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kylo Ren dying twice in the movie. Twice getting stabbed by the saber and then falling down the pit. Uh, Irrelevant. Mm -hmm. Um, Ray dying. I have a question. Yeah. Leia made Kylo Ren hesitate, mm-hmm. and then she stabbed him in the stomach, and Leia died. Yeah, did she stab Leia? 
No, that was her like using up all of her force. All right. That was them going, we got to kill her off, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. And we don't have to see her if she's laying down, okay? okay yeah, yeah, yeah. We can just have our two go. That was that was Boo. another another big point was was it her speaking in Kylo Ren's head or did she like possess Kylo Ren to stop him? To, yeah. Oh, yeah, that could be fun. But then it makes his like Change. not killing her. Yeah. yeah. It's not le- him. less important. I think I yeah. think it was him I think it was him hesitating of his okay. own choice. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's my own personal yeah. thing. Um, but, uh, you know, it just doesn't have any weight to it. Right. Uh, Ray dying. And of course, the emperor coming back is the no- the number one salvo yeah. of that. This is not none of it matters if yeah. somebody dies in the trailer. They make a huge point of no one's ever really gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? The amount of times characters die. And then it's undone right away, scrubbed clean, right? Like we're back. No, no, no. Reset, reset, yeah. reset. Uh, leaves no gravity. I'll, leaves I'll no sense of like, I, you don't care. It sucks any emotion or gravity out. And we're programmed. This is the thing. When you watch a movie like this, where the rules are established, you're programmed as an audience member uh, not to worry or care about anything because it can be reversed in right. the next scene. Yes. Whatever is is oh, and uh Tally Zor. Yep. She comes she, back from the dead. Yeah, cuz her whole planet got blown yeah, up. Yeah, the whole planet gets blown up and and it's going by so fast you have to go is that the oh that's the snowy one? Okay. Yeah. All right. Which one is Tally Zor? Yeah, she wasn't. Yeah, Carrie not, Russell. Carrie oh, Russell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Felicity. We'll call her Yeah, Felicity. yeah, she's alive too at the end. Yeah. She's supposed to blow up on that ship on the planet. Because yeah. And she, her her one way out was the coin. Mag- MacGuffin number 4. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh and she gave it to Poe for reasons unexplained. Yeah. And you'll need this for the rest of the movie. Yeah, and and then she was, you know, again, weird that she said it. Uh, and then her planet got blown up and we have no proof of her ever getting off the planet and then she shows up at the climactic That's right. Battle. Yes, I remember. Um, I, I read an article years ago about the decreasing power of death in stories mm. uh, because it, it particularly it focused on the Marvel movies. Yep, like Paltrow. The, the, yeah, these characters don't really die and yeah. so you don't, anytime they almost die, you, you are just conditioned to feel less and less about their death. Right. Um, and you know, there were books and, and everything they used, uh, like, oh, the idea of I can bring a character back. And so the Chewbacca one in this movie, when at, at first I'm like, wow, I can't believe they did that Yes, because Snoke's death mm. in episode eight led me to believe that they could kill off a main character. And it seemed, you know, kind of an ignoble way to go, but yeah. it's, it's war things happen. But then when they immediately brought him back, I was like, oh. I felt cheated. Yeah. Because yeah. I was I felt, I w- I felt I was cheated sad. by that moment too. I felt really cheated. And you know what else I felt the whole time? As soon as they brought back the Emperor and they were like, Oh, the bad guy in this movie is the Emperor, I was like, you know, we know, you know, it's gonna have a happy ending and that she's gonna live, that Ray's gonna live. But on top of that, it's like, I don't give a fuck about the Emperor. Like 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 you said, maybe he can come back. Regardless, even if he doesn't, and I don't feel that way, it's like, who gives a shit if you cut off the emperor's fucking head? He's nobody. Yeah, he has no. Yeah. He has no personality. He's not a person. He has no the only wants thing or needs. He is. Is he's an embodiment. Of he's me. fun to watch. The character of the emperor is fun to watch because he is a thin archetype. Exactly. He's a guy chewing up the scenery, going, right. "I'm evil, and well, I'm going to be evil." What, what, you know what, what I mean? What's interesting is like if you did make Kylo Ren the bad guy of this movie. 
and you were worried that Ray was going to kill Kylo Ren. Then you the truly way, don't know how that's going to end. Then you could then you could actually be invested in the story. But when the Emperor is the bad guy and he's he's, he's back, go, oh, we saw this already. We you're know, like, we you're know like, exactly. Okay, how this, who cares? How this plays even, out. even if for some reason. Disney was like, we signed a contract. The Emperor will never come back if he dies in this movie. You still don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, who is he? Good. I don't What does he want to do? What does he want to do? He made a thousand Death Stars. Yeah. He raised a legion of stormtroopers underground and they're all 40 years old now somehow. (laughs) They've had every birthday. Grew them in containers next to Snoke's. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Every one of their birthdays was underground on a Death Star. in, In our recap, you talked about Harry Potter. You've seen all of the films. Yes. Read all the books, whatever. Um, the idea of uh, Harry and Voldemort's final battle, uh, be, you know, Harry doing a shield spell and Voldemort doing a, a, a killing spell and they connect and they bounce back and the killing spell that Voldemort cast is his undoing was like Ray is blocking. She's just defensive. The Emperor's doing a yeah. death no, force no, no, spell. No, 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 Brad, Brad, Brad. Yeah. She uses... Two lightsabers. Yeah, well, all right. Well, that part was not awesome. the one. Yeah, two. Uh, but she's she's two blocking it protectively. Leia's, you know, the famous lightsaber that we all know. Yes, Leia's lightsaber. Yeah, of course. No, I, I, I yes. Come on. Yes, it was introduced. Wow. Two thirds of the way through. The Hokey movie. smokes. This is amazing. But I, I'm like, Sorry. I'm like, this is the same. <laughs> and, and you know, I'm sure there are other elements of this in film. The idea, sure. of the bad guys, uh, the the hero doesn't. Yeah, stoop the, to these evil impulses. I think, yeah, I think, yeah, it's, yeah, I think yeah. it's I think it's in something else too that like a bad guy's falling over the edge of a thing. The good guy grabs him, and the other oh, the course. bad guy is like goes to like stab him. Yeah, and yeah, the yeah. Hero's far, forced to drop him. Yeah. yeah, what is it? And he goes, "Your Majesty." Oh, Scar. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> Scar, it's him. <laughs> uh, and and to this, so I'm gonna skip ahead a little here, yeah. but I'll say I'll say who this. Who said you're a lion? <laughs> <laughs> She's so specific. Uh, we're we're now towards the end of the movie here, yeah. uh, and I got two other things to go back to. But then, look, I got three last points to make. This That's is fine. great. Isn't yes. this awesome? We're yes. almost yes. done. Yeah. The sun's coming up. It's great. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, Kylo's redemption story. Yes. Okay. We all know going into this, like, because you said when the Emperor comes back, you're like, I know how this ends. Yes. Immediately, you yeah. know. Yeah. Kylo Ren, his redemption story is almost guaranteed from the first movie. Yes. I'm fine with that. Yeah. That is totally okay because understanding tropes and archetypes and how these things play out uh, and story elements and knowing this is the likely outcome, that's fine Mm -hmm. because they're stories, but it's the quality of the way you do that, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So as, as we already know, there's that goddamn... MacGuffin of him dying and coming back twice. Uh, that whole concept is is silly. Um, Ooh, sorry, just uh, quick. As he's fighting the other Knights of Ren, uh, the the lightsaber is mysteriously passed to him. Oh, I, I hate that. See, I uh, hate the trans the the magical transportation of objects through the Force is the dumbest fucking thing. Uh you know what though? Following the rules they'd established, I liked it. No, I, I thought it was cool. I will say this. I will yeah. say this. Ryan Johnson. Yep used interesting uh, film language right. to show com- a conversation of, of the Force. That's what he's doing. Yep. They are having a conversation through the Force in Last Jedi. Yep. They make a point of going, holy shit, their entire first conversation is practically all, how is this happening? Right. Here, wh- here's what I see. What do you see? They're figuring out this magic Force walkie-talkie that they have now, right? 
Ryan Johnson by cutting between the two and feeling different elements and stuff like that, like it's cold there, you know, stuff yeah. like that. That's film language. Mm-hmm. That's visually telling us what the characters are feeling okay. and going through. J.J. Abrams saw that and went, that's cool, and it's literal. Yeah. And now I'm going to pass shit through. And it. Uh, the, what that does for like moving the line. What, what part were you talking about? When uh, he's surrounded by the Knights of Ren. And she, she force and gives him a lightsaber. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I thought that that was dumb. They did oh, it a couple like of it. times. Like JJ tried to hint at it with like spilling the coffee yeah, was, beans, I think, yeah, or something really clear like that. What it was. I, I thought that when they talked to each other and they could physically deal with each other, I thought that that was dumb because and, it. Mean, what does it mean? Can, can I, she? Is it? It's like Doctor Strange, right? Yes. Oh, they also they had a fight. They had a lightsaber fight. That's not rules they established though. When have no, they ever done it, that? No, before? they've they, they never done that before. In, in this movie though, they in this movie, yeah. when they knocked over the coffee beans, but yeah. they had a whole lightsaber fucking fight. That way, she was. That's when the coffee yeah. beans. Oh, gets yeah, 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 yeah. They yes. have a fight in yeah. the room. It's and that's madness. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. I think. I think the idea that they can just like. I just thought it was a cool lightsaber fight. <laughs> I think that. Like, Let me enjoy this but, moment. But right? I think. I think that the. This is one of the problems is I don't like the idea that the force is like now they're going to come up with after eight movies. Right. Or I mean, I guess 10 movies, really. Right. Yeah. Or yeah. 10 11. movies. Yeah. After 10 movies, they're like, well, now you can heal people and you can give people objects by connecting to their minds with the force. It's just so dumb for the other it's movies. It's really stupid. Especially like, could, given could, like- could they have saved... If, if Obi-Wan Kenobi was actually hit by the lightsaber by Darth Vader, could he have been saved? Right. And if he could have, why did he disappear? If that force thing was a, a heel thing, if you ever did no one know anything? that? Was it new? Right. Yeah, could someone pass it well, to that's, you? That's, yeah, it, it's weird because I think they could have again if if they use my uh, elevator pitch and it's the idea of Ray not like she's studying and she's like oh I just learned this thing in these old texts that you can use the force to heal people. If they introduce that, just give me two lines near near the top of the movie. Do you think that that's and then when she and then when she heals the the big sandworm. The uh, House Harkonnen sandwich. Oh my God! Uh, yeah. But when she does that, she's like, "Wow, this is the first time I've ever healed anything." Or she's like, "Wait, you, I've read about that." Like, do you think it doesn't feel cheap though for like Yoda and Obi Wan and Qui Gon Jinn and Luke and everybody that studied it? No Anyone one had, that has died in Star Wars it's, ever. It's, it's it's the ancient texts, like you know that they didn't have access. Like when Luke left Dagobah, um, you know, to to go in Empire Strikes Back, and he gets his hand cut off. <clears throat> Which, by the way, I think it's BS that Ray didn't get her hand cut off. Whatever. Um, the uh, like he hadn't completed his study, so maybe he hadn't learned how to heal his own. But it'd hand be everybody. Well, hold on, right. hold on. I, I want to point this out though. Right. In the in the prequels, yep. Uh, the whole through the whole reason they give for uh, for uh, Anakin going with the Emperor is so he can learn how to undo death. Ah. And the Emperor then reveals. Uh, after he is now in the Vader shit. Yep. At the very end of the movie, you know, no, all yep. that bullshit. Yep. He reveals, I don't know it. I don't know how to bring people back. Yep. It was a thing my master uh, was trying to know. I never learned it. No one ever did. Okay, fine. I do think it's horseshit if somebody tries to point to that and say, well, it's already a step. No, okay. no, 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 no. Because it feels like one of those lines in a world building exercise where you're like, if we cross this line, right, then we could just do it. We are really deflating everything. That's kind of how I feel 
it's weird because if 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 you can heal in this movie and you can pass things, it's not just like Luke didn't know. It's right. every Jedi you've ever seen didn't know, right? right. And that seems weak. Yeah. It, what is it? it? All of them just missed that chapter. Well, I mean, the they're, texts are on this planet. But but they're well, all like, like where where it's. I guess it's like this guy Qui Gon Jinn, let's say, is teaching Obi Wan, and someone taught oh, Yoda. And Yoda's teaching Luke, and Obi Wan was teaching Luke, and this person, and Darth Vader, and this person, Anakin, all these people were teaching each other. Oh, huge! And just none of those people had that information, but they had all the other information. Uh, you know, I, I think the idea of new Force powers being added throughout the movies, and I, if, if if they had been consistent, where oh, in in Episode Seven we learned that there's Force spank, uh, in addition to Force choke, it's very yeah, sexual. Yeah. But no, no, what bums me out about that though know. is like again, what I was trying to say is Ryan Johnson having them communicate with each other. Yeah. First off, you talk about the bamboo stick bending versus breaking. Yeah, that's kind of what I that's think. A, that's a little bend. Like meditating, and then they also communicate with force ghosts, bringing me to the point of they can talk to each other. I, I'm right. there. The fo- I, it's right. a very Your small step. Your stick is step. still bent. Okay. It's, it's a very small step. My point is that Ryan Johnson, as a good writer and director, is using the language of film to show us how, the way they feel communicating with each other. Okay. But what JJ saw was that same scene and he went, yes, and it's literal. Okay. And now they're passing objects. And what bothers me is like, yes. no, 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 one wasn't that. Exactly. Means, you know what it does? It changes Ryan Johnson's scenes now because they're, literally standing in front okay, of each so, other? Okay, so in other words, in other words, what you're saying, just for anyone who's a little bit, uh, doesn't know what you're talking about, in the movie, when it displays Kylo Ren in, in episode eight, Kylo Ren and Rey talking to each other, it's because they can communicate and this is the only way to show people because that are watching the movie that they don't they're actually, they're not actually seeing a person standing there. They're not actually seeing each other standing right. across each other. They're having a way to communicate with each They're other feeling through their mind. I thought they touched at one point. They no, they were reaching out like they were going to okay. touch each other. And the point in that moment is like, yeah, what would happen exactly okay. if yeah, they it's did the do question. that? That's and interesting. That's Luke walks and it gets in. cut off. Yes, because Ryan Johnson knows I'm not going to cross that line because yeah. it gets into a whole weird territory. Look, Jedi powers the Force. When you're dealing with a film, when you're doing storytelling. It's it is a untapped unknown. You know, it'd be such a Magic. funny thing if this was a movie and we had this whole thing where Ray's talking about this. And he's like, "This is so dumb, blah blah." And he goes home tonight and he goes to get the remote. And he goes, yeah, and, and then goes then to his hand. And he goes, yeah. "Oh no, 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 no! I'm protecting my secret. That's why I'm out here going. It's so crazy. It would never happen. In, in my head, it's by accident. Oh, okay. It's like you're like. <laughs> I'll take it. See, I figured I figured you get, out your, you get out to your car and you're like, oh no, I left my keys inside. And Chuck is like, eh, and Chuck's holding the keys and his eyes are shut and he's concentrating. Well, how about this? And then they I'm appear. on the other side of the street and I'm holding my hand out, grabbing the keys yeah. until they split and explode. Yes. Um, but no, it just ah, Brad got cut in half. I think I think that is a really good. It's an apt analogy between the two. Uh, Ryan Johnson using the language of film to show us a thing. Getting close to the line and going, I'm not going to fuck with that. It is a it is a barrel of monkeys I'm not opening. It's a can of worms, right? right. And JJ going, fuck it. Rip it open. Yeah. Use it to do easy. It will get me out of any corner I've written myself into. Yeah. Um, so back to Kylo Ren's redemption story, right? 
what kills me is we know the redemption story is going to happen, yes. right? That's totally fine. But what gets me, though, is by this point in the trilogy, uh, he has no clear motivation beyond Ray. In the last movie, he's very clear. He says to Luke, I'm going to kill everybody. Yeah. I'm going to wipe out the resistance. I'm going to kill the girl and I will destroy everything you worked for. Yeah. He's genocidal. Yeah, yeah. In this movie, he and and he's now in charge of the entire empire. Right. He's uh, for all lacks for lack of a better term, he's the emperor now. Yeah, he's going he's, he's going to rule the galaxy. Yeah. In this movie, he doesn't rule shit. Yeah. He's not there. He's not fucking with it. Yeah. Um He's more. We see more scenes of him in charge in Last Jedi than we do in this movie. Right. Uh, he has no motivation beyond Ray. Okay. Which is weird because it's just a it. It's it happens so abruptly. There's not even a hint of it at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's like J.J. Abrams is just hoping you forgot the end of last jedi where you know when we last left off here's where kylo ren the character here's what his motivations were mm. here's what his wants and his needs were right all that stuff yeah um uh where, where am i oh yes uh the movie doesn't make that hesitation or inner conflict apparent Right okay. with with Ray and with how he feels about the for, the you know the force does he land on dark side mm-hmm. all that stuff it doesn't make the hesitation or anything clear we get that one conversation with Han it comes close but it doesn't earn the conclusion of the movie him going back on absolutely everything right and now I'm gonna go kill the Emperor because I want to save Ray. It just, you had a quick conversation with your dad that you killed. Yeah. What about the empire that you run? Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, it's, and it's frustrating, especially because Kylo Ren's uh, the most interesting character yeah. in the yeah. movies with an actual arc mm-hmm. and depth. And a fleshed out background that's interesting. And, right? and and flaws within himself. Yes. He's an actual character. Yes. He spends a lot of time talking about how, you know how people said in, after Force Awakens, like he was emo? Yes. Because he's a character. Yeah. Because he talks about his feelings, yeah. his wants and needs, and yeah. how they conflict with each other. Yeah. That's movies. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? That's movie making 102. Yeah, we'll go one hundred two. One hundred one is take the lens cap off. The, fi- the, the, the I just want to say this before you I be, failed. I want to say this. I've got one last point. That's and fine. Then, and then I'll learning new stuff about the force that I think is weak. If they wanted to bring in new stuff, like let's say it's healing and communicating and touching each other and okay. grabbing stuff, if they wanted to do that and say, in this trilogy, we want to come up with new force stuff. I think that has to be massaged into the story so carefully, and that's that was my point. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I, they first started communicating, Ryan Johnson has them take a lot of time in that scene discussing the fact that they can do this. They're like, "Whoa, holy shit!" Yeah, I can see. What do you What do you see right this, this now? This is this is just like you know, like like if Jurassic Park happened and they didn't have the mosquitoes explanation. Right. And he's like, "I figured yeah. something out." It's it's that exact thing. It's right. exactly that. Yeah. In this movie, I, I get something. All JJ does. This is the closest we get it's to Larry anything. David as John Hammond. <laughs> the slice happens. <laughs> right. The slice of the no no no. It's the necklace. 
Necklace. The second the necklace happened, I went, fuck off. I yeah, was okay. so mad when he grabs the necklace. Because in the last movie, because they were communicating, yeah. they take the time and he's like, oh, so you're there. Like he <clears throat> yeah. figures out where they are. Right. And I, then they have to run. In this one, he snatches a fucking necklace off of her and then he hands it to somebody else and goes, examine that and see where it's from. What? Yeah, exactly. He's reaching through Doctor Strange's portal. Exactly. And it's I very think weird. The closest they come is like when they cut the coffee bean bag, which I again, what the fuck is that, right? <laughs> yeah. They, cut, they cut the coffee, coffee bean bag. Yeah. The closest Space JJ beans. comes is yeah. they both go, huh? And look at the bag for a second, like, what? And then they go right back to it. And it's just so. So here's it's what I think. Earned. <clears throat> From, it does, it's right. never earned. Positivity goggles. Here's how you would do it, I think. Let's say the Emperor is introduced in the first movie, like we were talking about, yeah. and it's going to lead to this. What if, at the time, you know, eventually Luke is her master uh, or her trainer, and what if whoever was training her throughout the movies <clears throat> was like, the Emperor is stronger than ever, we've never dealt with someone like this, there are secrets of the Force that have never been fully explored or understood. Mm-hmm. There's this 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 deeper thing that no one can understand, almost like equations or like ways to combine if this. If you use it the right way, I've heard tale yeah. of something called the J spot. <laughs> and like and like was it J? And and uh, <laughs> I think it was J. Are you talking about the G? No. no. It's um, the J spot. For Jedi. Jedi. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which is like three above. I was gonna say G, three further so down. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> but I think the idea of being like like we're not gonna be able maybe even demonstrating at the end of the first movie that they can't beat him with like what they have. Yeah, I think you yeah. need to figure out something more. You need right, to be right. more than have them get been. their asses kicked. And, and then, then, there, then there has to back. be like a deeper, maybe even like more mathematical uh, analyzation of what they can do with these powers and her trying to do different stuff and figuring out she can yeah. heal and figuring out that they can do this stuff. Then I think that the audience can make that leap to a new area. Yeah, it doesn't but they break the bamboo stick. Right, but then the, but if you just throw it in you know 40% of the new, of the of the third movie in this new trilogy they heal people now and they can grab objects through space and time it's it's weird you yeah. know what i mean I, I think it comes down to i uh, also thought it was weird when leia got blasted out of the ship and went back to the ship yeah that was yeah. my that was the that was the biggest thing that stood out to me is like Ugh, i don't know i, I know. get the, i get the, what they were going for in but yeah, yeah. she pulled the ship towards her ooh yeah, maybe oh hell yeah Maybe. Girl boss, get that work done. Yeah, I you know like what'd be cooler it. though? Yes. If she, if she, you know what'd be cool though? Yes. If she, so Princess. she, Princess. so she appeared to fly back to General. the ship. Yes. General. And then someone said, you know, what'd be cool if they said like later on in the movie, yeah. if they were like, how did you fly back to the ship? Like blah blah blah. And she said, I didn't. I pulled the ship towards me. That'd be cool yeah. if she explained yeah. it somehow. Yeah. Or if someone else explained it, maybe or if she be grabbed somebody by the collar and said it, <laughs> and then she put on a Rorschach mask, you know. <laughs> You're not locked. I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it, it all comes across as like a cheap short-term gain for a net long-term loss. That's how I feel too. You know? It feels like let's do a new thing for the sake of doing a new thing. Um, uh, I got one last point I want to make here. And then we can all lay down on the ground and sleep. I, I have a point. Oh. BB-8 is adorable. Is he in this movie? Yeah. yeah. BB-8, BB-8's kidding. great. You know what do you who think I don't about care the, for? The, sexu- the new one. The sexually yeah. assaulted one? Yeah. The, uh, the one Did that, you notice yeah. that? Yeah. It, well, I think... Here's my cynical take on, on that robot. 
which is in the movie for like 30 seconds. Yeah. Doesn't I do thought anything. that he was going to come into play at the end, yeah, but nope, go ahead. Nope, nope. We need a new toy. He did we come into play with uh, what? He knew the location of something. You're, are you ready for my, yeah. my thought on this? Yeah. And this is, this is me thinking the worst of Disney and J.J. Abrams. Oh, boy. I don't even think it was J.J. Yeah. I think it was Disney. Yeah. This is the cynical take. I think that they said, we want a droid. A new droid in the in the movie, yeah. right? And it's gonna talk, and it's gonna say these specific things, like short and sweet sentences. Yeah, not want to be touched or anything. Yeah, and we are going to essentially make a character to pull at autism. Is that hmm. shitty of me to say? I don't think it was autism. I think it was people who were abused I, I, or, or I, someone I watched abused. this movie with Brian Bowden. Who, who has works. autism. No, he works with... That's a bad joke. I'm trying to talk about this very <laughs> carefully here. Hey, nice I'm holding job. a whole stack of dishes, baby. All right? I think... Um, go ahead. I, but he works with... Uh, you, you know, he works at a school in yes. this a special ed program. He knows a lot of people with autism. And when that character came on screen, he didn't want to be touched. And he just said, like, uh, 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 like something like, I am happy or that makes me sad you know yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And he speaks very yeah, in a yeah, monotone yeah. way doesn't want to be touched and 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 all that stuff and i leaned over to brian and i was like did they just make a an autistic droid to like appeal to autism in some way because it is a fucking it's a shitty marketing ploy but it's marketing and i i have a background in marketing and it's smacked of this like Let's do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like if it's like if a droid showed up and was like wearing a, a, a pink breast cancer ribbon. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it yeah. felt like a mean. little bit of a thing. Like they're thinking, hey, autistic kids well, will connect there's, with there's, this there's, droid and it'll be a nice story that we can I, I, I will from. say I don't necessarily agree because there was so little given to it that I think it'd be hard to say for me. Mm-hmm. But I will say there is a precedent set. But what's the other point of that? The precedent that's set. You think it was molested? A droid was molested? (laughs) I was joking. Hold on. I think that (laughs) it was molested. You said it multiple times. What's the other other reason for it? Hold on. Hold on. In Guardians of the Galaxy, Mm -hmm. like Batista's character is largely believed to represent autistic people. Okay, sure. Um, But he has way more of a role. He's way more of a person. It's it's an actual character. It's a character. You know, this is just a Um, quick droid. But the reason I think it is because it's a new droid introduced. (laughs) That's literally just a toy. It's a toy to sell. I was was joking about the sexually assault. But he does to me come off like... Someone who has he's an abused robot yes. who is scared of now show people. me that movie well, the abused robot uh, I I here's Just the thing call is, it that I'll the, go the, see the, it the, so they brought him in and no, he was abused no, and he was matter. so hesitant around everybody right I thought that would fall into the plot by the Which, end of the movie but it didn't he was just had a map or yeah. a piece of something by the way ex machina ex machina. Poe and whatever the 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 officer character's name is, uh, yeah. uh, uh, Donald Gleason. Yeah, both in that movie. It's a good movie. Fun. Uh, anyway, so I yeah. don't know. I, right, I so thought BB-8 I, was cute. Whatever his re- yeah. whatever his deal was, that robot. I thought it was going to come into the plot at some point, but it didn't. Listen, I like. There are things in it I liked. Yeah. Like the, like we talked about that one scene. I think visually it's got some stuff going on, uh, but that's it. You know what I mean? Um, it's the last thing I wanted to say. When we, when we talk about placating, weird fan service in this movie. 
Wedge I'm, Antilles. I'm okay with fan service. I loved Wedge Antilles. Okay, with all that, right, that's fair. He was uh, he was in the first Star Wars. He was uh, like the uh, older guy when the big fleet showed up at the end, and he's like, "I'm reporting for duty." And I didn't know who he was until afterwards when Lou said, wasn't Wedge Antilles supposed to be in this movie? And I'm like, oh, he certainly was. And I recognized him. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Just, like, uh, just like when they did that awesome scene where uh, uh, Dominic Moynihan. Yes. Remember that scene where Dominic Moynihan comes in? Oh, so cool. I don't understand that either. He's from I, Lost. Do, he's from Lost, J.J. Abrams Connection. I thought he was from Hobbit. And yes. he, he was, yeah. But they, they also needed somebody to deliver the very few lines that they were going to give to Rose. So they just brought in Dominic Moynihan and said, "You, you, you do the lines. Yeah, yeah. You do the lines." Uh, weird fan service service that doesn't. This is my point. I'm fine with fan service. Whatever, it's gonna happen, uh, especially with something like this, right? Um, but fan service that doesn't make sense in the movie's world, with characters treating things with gravity that they don't have any attachment to, but we, the audience, do. Mm. Right? Yeah. Stuff that you watch it and you go, oh, yeah, man. They're like, let's get out of here on that ship and it's the Millennium Falcon. Uh, no, because they say that ship, right? Yeah. And then they get on it. They don't care. We know. That's awesome. Right. That's good fan service. That's what I'm It's yeah. fan service, but it's good fan service. But if it, if they went and they went, let's get on that. <gasps> wow. Like, what? Yeah. It doesn't connect, right? Uh, I but disagree. No, no, here my, but, okay, he talk, I have I, examples, though. Yeah. Uh, the big one that every, I think everybody's pointing out is Chewie getting the medal at the end of the movie. Yeah. Uh, and Maz Kanata handing that medal to him. That was uh, that was that was my tear moment. Oh, God. See, because it's, it's fan, bad yeah. fan service. Yeah. Uh, because in the first uh, New yeah, Hope. Yeah. That's bad fan service because there's no reason in the movie. He deserves a medal. No, there's no reason why Leia... Why would Leia have had the medal, held on to it, kept it, and then was like, hey, Maz, when I die, give this to Chewie. You know what I mean? It doesn't make sense. I also sense. don't understand where the medal came from. Right. It does. It just doesn't make I, sense. I, there was, wasn't there an extended universe story where he like explained how he didn't want it? Yeah, it's a whole thing. But yeah. like in, in terms of this, like right. just the yeah. movies, Ray burying the lightsabers on Tatooine makes zero sense yeah because who gives a shit uh it's a planet that she has no fucking clue about yeah 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 um luke didn't like being there yeah yeah yeah. he didn't like that place he He wanted to to leave station to pick up some power converters leia certainly had no connection with Tatooine, other than being captured by jabba the fucking hut and turned into a slave right that location means nothing to Ray. It means very little to Luke. Yeah. And it means very little to Leia. The only reason she buries the goddamn lightsaber we know it's where it started. is because we know that, that shot. Yeah. We know the two fucking sons and the fucking igloo. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And it like that pisses me off because yeah. it's like, this sucks. This it's, is not it's, good. It's, it's so funny because for you, <laughs> for you, it's ignoring the logic of the story that you don't like basically is what it is. Right. Now, it's not yeah, now I'm now into no. Be, I'm just discussing because uh, I think that stuff can be important to people when it makes sense. Like you know what I really liked new Ghostbusters trailer. Paul Rudd is like you don't know about the Ghostbusters. Sure, and then that's that makes awesome. It, yes, but that makes sense because he makes, makes sense because yeah. right. he logically would know. Whereas like Luke is just like oh yeah I lived in this place that I hated. You know how and my my uncle and aunt were killed there. You know how uh, right. 
yeah, you know how in mo- uh, uh, the, there's a there's a term for uh, music in a movie that is coming from something in the movie. Yes, like when they turn on the car radio and we hear that music, it's called diegetic sound. Yes, diegetic sound means it's coming naturally and organically from the film. Yes, versus a song from the soundtrack. Yes. What I'm talking about is diegetic fucking like logic. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, things that would yeah, make sense yeah, in yeah. the in the reality of the movie yes. versus just what we know. Yes. Uh, also, the other one that bugged me was Lando showing up. Uh, first off, I'm convinced uh, that uh, oh my god, what's his name? I can't remember. The uh, Billy, Billy D. D. Williams. Yeah. I'm convinced Billy D. Williams did not read the script, the full script, just his lines, <laughs> and had no idea what the scenes were that was happening around him because he really spends most of the movie like in that big battle when everybody's going to die, yeah. right? He shows up and he's like, ha ha! And he's just <laughs> laughing the whole time. And it's like, I feel like someone should be next to him going, oh, he's got, no, it's, it's, he has Alzheimer's. He has Star Wars Alzheimer's. <laughs> you know what's funny too? It's fine. Here's what's funny too. He doesn't know where he is right he's now. In the, he's in the, like the rolling thing on the planet and like the Empire shows up to kill them and he goes... <laughs> <laughs> I have a bad feeling about this. It's like, what do you mean? Yes. Of course you do. Yes. I, like, I wrote this down. And seriously, like, if right now someone that you knew was coming to kill you was like outside with a gun and looking yes. at you, you're like, I have a bad This is what I, I wrote this down. I wrote that down. That was my last point that I wanted to make about the diegetic <laughs> yeah. fucking like fan service thing. Lando seeing the First Order fleet and saying, I have, I've got a bad feeling about this. Doesn't make any sense in the scene whatsoever. Yeah, why would you the say the character that? saying that? The only reason he says it is because we know that the line has meaning. Yeah. Yes. It's stupid as fuck. Yeah. And Billy D. Williams, he truly had no idea. Like he could have been in a scene where, like, a, like he's he's standing in front of an orphanage on fire, right? But he doesn't know what the scene is, so he's just going. So you want me to do Lando, right? And, and, he, and action. <laughs> I got a bad Look at all of this. No, no, good, good. Yeah, I've got a bad. Got a bad feel. <laughs> uh, uh, and then my last odds. My last like this is this is when I've turned full snob. Okay, <laughs> my last nitpicky thing in this in this uh, uh, fan service moment. Yeah, you know she buries the lightsabers there, and then. Random ladies like, who are you? Oh, right? Chuck and I did a bit about this. <laughs> Ray and uh, she's like, Ray who? Right? And it's like it's a whole thing. And then let's take a long time for the camera to pan in. What's she gonna say? What's she gonna say? Yeah. What's the name of this motherfucking movie? Right? I was so angry. <laughs> you know, it'd be so funny. She went, Ray Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so yeah. funny. Ray. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> well, so, my, my thing was like a real conversation where it's like, uh, what's your name? Ray. Uh, Ray what? And then she takes 12 yeah, seconds to yeah, answer. Yeah, like yeah. if that happened to yeah. you on the street, yeah. you'd be like, oh, this, this person I want to see. You know what I want to see now? I want to see an edit of that moment where uh, <laughs> Ray what? And as soon as she turns to look away, it cuts to the shot of that woman walking away. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, that's all right, right, see you later. <laughs> right, but here's my point. This is the biggest nitpicky thing I have. I'm sorry. Yeah, this is real nerdery shit. Yeah, Ray, in that moment, choosing Skywalker. This is this is where I will sound like they ruined the movie. You know that kind of stuff. I think I've done a good job of pointing out all of the actual nuts and bolts filmmaking aspects of why this movie is objectively bad. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I think I might have. Pled the case right. This one, it's just a personal thing. 
when she says Skywalker in that moment, and people in my theater clapped, and I was so uh, Ray revering Luke Skywalker and taking his last name. <laughs> when the movie tells us early on that she trained with Leia for a year and had an actual relationship with her through the three movies, but only spent a brief time with Luke. The movies never really uh, make that relationship whole, her and Luke. It yeah, feels right. like a broken relationship because it's supposed to, yeah. right? Um, but we, the audience, understand the tropes of these Star kinds Wars. of movies yeah. and the original trilogy. Right. So we connect the dots that the film filmmakers never did in the movies about her relationship with Luke. Right. In that movie, mo- moment when she says, Ray Skywalker. It's like, Luke is my real father. We go through the trouble of connecting the dots and going, oh, isn't that nice? Like, it's a movie that doesn't exist. You know what I mean? Like, right. there's another movie out there somewhere, maybe. Another version of the movie where we see an actual connection that happened. Yeah, yeah. So, if in the movie she has an actual connection with fucking anyone in these movies, what she should have said... And I, I appreciate your microphone, so I won't do a mic drop, but this is the mic drop moment. What she should have said when they said, what's your name? Outside of just, just Ray. Yeah. Right? yeah. That would have been fine. I yeah. would have been fine with that message. Yeah. She should have said, Organa. Yeah, exactly. I, I, well, here's, what, here's the thing. Yeah. She should have said Organa. Here, here's, here's the other way to go that makes more sense. This whole time, instead of saying Leia Organa in the movie, which is weird to me, they should have just said Leia Skywalker throughout the entire trilogy. She was never a Skywalker. She technically is, isn't no, she? No, she was never a Skywalker. She was adopted she by was raised Organa. from a baby by the Organas. She was a she's. That's why she's a princess. Mm, yeah, it's true. I guess I just never think of her that Ooh, way. All right, alternate take. Right. <gasps> It'd be uh, funny if she said they said what's, she said, what's your name is Ray. What's your last name? And she goes. Charles. I said Palpatine, but I said Palpatine before. This time it would be the Emperor. <laughs> I, oh man, I did like my Charles take. Yeah. Ray, uh, right. Charles. Wait, what's your name? Uh, Ray. Ray what? She looks down and she pulls the lightsabers out of the sky. kills the woman. Yeah. And the lightsabers turn red. And you're like, oh no. Yeah, Here yeah. we it's go episode again. Episode 10 coming. Yeah. yeah December 2023. Or what if she just. <laughs> The camera pans it out. We could do a million of these. Yes, <laughs> camera pans out. Uh, Ray, Ray, what? Ray three PO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could keep doing Ray Finkel. Ray, <laughs> yeah. Ray Frick. I really like that little guy. Yeah, yeah. we're it, married now. Yeah, yeah. There was. It's weird because, like I say, three <laughs> PO. Yeah, like if the movie was solid and that moment happened, yeah, it wouldn't be as big of a deal. But because there's so many weird logistical missteps, everything sticks out so much and leans. Yeah, and on each that's other. supposed to be the big final note. And because everything else fell apart, that moment comes and people clapped in the theater and Brian and I just rolled our eyes It is it, way it, it, back. It, hold, on, hold on. We rolled them so far back. <laughs> okay. And you know that song, On Top of Spaghetti? <laughs> yes. You know, instead of rolling off the table and out the door, right? <laughs> our eyes rolled so far back in our heads, they fell out of our assholes. Wow. <laughs> it was insane. That is far. Yeah. And on a theater floor. Very oh, sticky. Gross. Very sticky. It, it is weird. It, it is weird because like that kind of thing of pointing out like, yeah, what was their relationship? Why would she say that? Why is that important to her? And obviously to the audience. for us. To the, to the audience, Skywalker is Anakin through the, through the prequel trilogy, Luke through the original trilogy, now her, I guess. Um, but yeah, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever when you think of it. 
and it's and it's weird. It's like on top of all these other things, Emperor back. Who cares about this guy? Stormtroopers raised underground for for thirty five years. Yeah, all, yeah. all this stuff together. It just it makes it feel so <laughs> so uh, inorganically orchestrated by a company saying. What should we do to make people like this? Or yeah, what, what yeah. will people respond that's, to? That's why my original thing was like this felt overall entirely like a panicked reaction to yeah. the backlash of last yeah, year. No, it is, that is honestly her saying her last name is Skywalker at the end of this movie is the opposite of thoughtful new directions. It's yeah. just saying like, we're not even going to set up why this makes sense. And she's going to say it because that's what you want to hear. Fuck you to Ryan Johnson. There's so yeah, many fuck yous to this. Like when Luke comes walking out of the fire and he's like hey a jedi should never just throw their lightsaber because he did it in the other movie yeah. and everybody hated it yeah and it's like why what are you doing and then it's it's just a shame it just there's no like a piece, it's a piecing together Nobody the made helmet this movie. like yeah oh my god and then the fact that it was constantly glowing red was yeah. just annoying yeah there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot, a lot. Okay, a couple of things I did like because I was kind of the driving force of ripping this apart. Kind BB-8, of. BB-8. Settle down now. Oh, okay. I like I like BB-8 as good. well. Right, I good. do. I do page. like BB-8. I think it's a shame that C-3PO is the only one that talks, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, they could do a fun thing where like R2-D2 gets a voice voice module. module that would like be really One funny. little bit of time. They're like, who's it from? It's like... Mace Windu? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be. Funny. What is this? <laughs> it's, could, just, it's just Samuel L. Jackson's see, voice. they could have done that in this movie. You know, regardless of whatever the content was, they could have had a small running joke where they're like, "Oh yeah, we have these voice things and we can change them." It's like this is broken. It's like who is it? And it's Mace Windu. And then it switches to Yoda. And it switches to somebody else. No, I don't like that's that. That's hilarious. No, to me. It, it no is, that's 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 like that's some spaceball shit right there. <laughs> Love that. But I do think it would be funny if as, as soon as it turned on uh, in Mace Windu's voice, uh, Samuel L. Jackson's voice, R2-D2 is like, you always having me fucking stick shit in things. You know what I mean? Like all he's talking about is like, I always have to stick my connector into things. <laughs> also, you know, not enough R2-D2 in, in the, the new trilogy, 7, 8, and 9. No, they really didn't have I, anything I to do with had, R2. Yeah, he had uh, Space Lou Gehrig's disease. <laughs> yeah. He couldn't get around so well. Luke Garrick's disease. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it'd be of, cool. By, by the way, just to continue my idea about him switching Jesus voices, Christ. C-3PO hates it the whole time. Oh, and yeah, the final voice he has is C-3PO. C-3. Of course. <laughs> of that, course. And he's like, yeah. oh, yeah. I'd like this one. Yeah. No, no, no. He hates oh, it more than ever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, a couple of things I do like. I'm, yes. I'm going to black out in a second. Yeah, what yeah, time yeah. is it even? I don't know. Uh, 102. 102. Oh, 102.5. A couple of things I do like. And I, and I hope people quit already yeah. at this point. Is this going to be the longest episode you've ever done? Probably as one episode. Yeah. Cut it into two. Well, we're doing two next week. I don't know. And we're going to put this up on Friday this week. Do the countdown for one and then do the Star Wars discussion for the other. I know. But when do we put it up? Do it on the same day. Okay. Maybe but at I'll least that, that way yeah. you can cut them up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Listen. You're, positive things. That's what you were talking about. Right. Yes. Cool lightsaber fights. Uh, BB-8. Yep. Um, that's fine. I'm with you, Brad. Thanks. Um, uh, yeah, I would have liked to see more R2. Yeah. Dude, that would have been fun. Um, <clears throat> G- give him his sacrificial moment. Sure. Yeah. I thought, there. I thought again, the lighting of... No, Force Awakens had the best kind of like take on lighting with the lightsabers. I thought it was very good. Um 
Jesus, I guess, I mean, they look nice. The movies do look nice. What did you think about Ray sledding down uh, the the hill on Tatooine on her little scrap metal? Fine. It's an echo. It's more like, yeah, here it is. Echo, yeah. But okay, you know what? You know what? That's that's screenwriting 101 where you're like, all right, the character has yeah. to to end in a time, place like that a they started thing, and they're like, "Oh ha." Yeah. She's like, "Ha, look but, at but look at this little thing." Changed. Yeah. Yes. Uh so uh, uh costumes great, wardrobes great, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. But no, the the real thing I will say, which and this is why it's kind of unfortunate, I do think uh, you know, the original cast, that's a different situation. Everybody's Great, everybody's fine. Love Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, could have could have used a comb, but you know, he's he's a great guy. Sure, you know, they they drew him back in. Oh boy, oh boy, that must have taken a lot from Disney. Yeah, like come on, please, please. They, you they've got back. it. So yeah, um, uh, you know, the Leia stuff I thought was handled well enough with what they had to work with, right? And trying to piece together something. But honestly, I think the biggest takeaway from the movie that I have as a positive is I think the performances were good. I think they were good, very good performers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I do think Daisy Ridley is doing a very good job mm-hmm. uh, of, of playing Ray. I think her her performance is great. Like her acting is fantastic. Yeah. And it fucking needs to be yeah. in this movie. And of course, uh, Adam Driver. I mean, yeah. Adam Driver... Yeah. Thank, like the only thing J.J. Abrams should be doing is thanking everything, thanking God, thanking the devil, thanking, uh, you know, is the devil the new CEO of Disney? Um, thanking whoever I think he it's needs Garrett to. Edworth or something. Yeah, thanking Star Wars, uh, you know, that he had two leads that could carry and work with shit. You know what I mean? Like that was the biggest part of it. They act the shit out of it. They're great. Yeah. And you also get uh, uh, Oscar Isaac and John Boyega, who are both great actors too. Yeah. yeah. So thank God they could do what they needed to do. Yeah. Because I can't imagine being on set and having to kind of be like, "Here we go. This is it. Yeah. This is what. This is the script. You know what I mean? That kind of feeling. Yeah. Um. But they were fantastic. I. I, I really do. Yeah. Adam Driver has become like my new favorite actor. Yeah, he's awesome. Currently. Yeah. yeah. I like, I mean, I liked he's a lot of stuff. Lucky. Like yeah. I already talked about, you know, seven and eight, but in nine, like I said, the first third, I was like, I'm interested in this. I want to see where it goes. I like the new little, the little, uh, you know, the little CG character that said things. What's his name? Bob, Babu Frick. Babu he Frick. Was, he was a physical puppet it's, for a lot of it. Man. It's, it's fun. Um, I like C-3PO losing his memory, getting it back. Um, and uh, honestly, in my head, I want to believe that if they built up that Emperor storyline, it could have been cool. And I, I, you know, you know, his hands were like all fucked up and some of them were just bones, yep. his fingers missing. And he was basically a zombie being kept alive by machines. I wish there was some explanation and massaging mm-hmm. and getting mm-hmm. that story throughout the trilogy. Maybe, maybe with that storyline being throughout all three of them and maybe with... Like I said, his his emperor, you know, the emperor's like, you know, son or daughter, whoever is the right, you know, the parent to Ray, that is a descendant of a Palpatine. Maybe that person you finding out that they were somebody important in the entire Star Wars story at some point, maybe that would have massaged it in too as being important to build up to this ending. So maybe it was just a story beat that they came up with too late, and that's why it became so thin. Um, and and it's hard because. 
like you said, you know, the fan service thing with stuff that that doesn't make sense, like Ray Skywalker versus stuff that does make sense, which is like, oh, it's Millennium Falcon, whatever. Um, it's just I, I yeah, I feel like this was just a weird situation where they had the initial movie that got everyone's interest and hopes back up the second movie that took it another direction and the fandom freaked out. And the question is that lingers is the problem with this movie. The people who reacted to episode eight with such vitriol. I think so. Is that the real, the real culprit of who ruined this ending? I think, well, I think that's a big part of what Disney's motivation was. Yes. I still, I, I will still maintain that JJ Abrams is a bad writer. He's not a good screenwriter. He's good at setups. Like this, that was my first thing that I said. Right. He's good at setups. Yeah. Bad at conclusions. And yeah. you gave the conclusion to J.J. Abrams. Yeah. It's um, hard. I mean, yeah, it's it's difficult. It's funny because like... But the I, motivation I, I for like, Disney was absolutely a please those people to the people that freaked I, I, out over I got to say, that's what I think. The, I think that the culprit was that they were not allowed to finish the story they started and... Two thirds of the way through, they had to rethink where they were going because people were so shitty about it. You know what? Then, uh, if I take I take that back, then too, it's not the fault of those people. I think they they suck. Uh, not everybody that disliked it. I'm talking about the people that were yeah, truly vitriolic. Right. Yes. Um. But I, I I you know what? I'm not even going to blame them for what this movie is. It's Disney. Disney did a truly and profoundly stupid thing. They said we're gonna make this trilogy, and then they fucking made it up as they went, yep. and decided to give it to different people. That is a monumentally bad idea. It, you know, it, you know I, 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 I was thinking about this on the way up. Like, all right, Marvel. I was gonna say, Disney, what about Marvel? Has, has, but they don't make it up as they go along. Very different. Yeah. but Ke- it's but it's not in terms of giving it to different people along the way. Kevin Kevin Feige, I think, had a greater hand in the process than I. I want to say the name is Kathleen Kennedy. It maybe it somebody is Kathleen else. Kennedy. Yeah, the, I I think she needed to really be more aware of of what needed to happen. And yeah, if you're going to have this tonal shift between directors, yeah, you know, you like that. It, it's it's her and her office's mm-hmm. responsibility to you know massage over between seven and eight and between eight and nine. Yeah. And uh, I don't, I don't think they, can, I don't think they did it. You also can't use Marvel for this because Marvel is telling all these different stories in all these different movies. Yeah, you're right. It's a different property. They're, they're bringing and stuff together, and that stuff has to that feel stuff cohesion. Is, is is overseen by like uh, Kevin Feige, Feige and all that stuff. Like yeah. that stuff is being overseen. Yeah, but the individual things, like, even, like Black Panther, whatever even sequels. To, yeah. to those movies, like having Ragnarok be done by a different director, all that stuff. By the way, yeah. if Taika did episode nine. <laughs> oh, mwah, mwah, yeah. Mwah. Yeah. Um, oh, but, yeah. Or the next two hours, we're going to talk about Ray's love for Jojo Rabbit. That's yeah. a phenomenal movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, that, that's, that stuff is so separated yeah. that there's not a, like a through line that, that needs to be sure. done. And, and also, especially when you're talking about a predetermined trilogy. Yeah. yeah. With plot of the yeah, characters right. being solely this one story. Arc. So if you so in That's other words, nuts. if you go to if you go to Marvel and you really do try to compare it, what you need to do is say, well, did Infinity War and Endgame have the same feeling? These movies that are built on each other with stories that right. begin and conclude in these movies. Yes, yeah. And the answer is yes. Yeah. Where even Thor two, let's say, versus Thor three 
concludes itself in that movie and doesn't co- tie into the third right one. and and not let alone do you write Endgame and then make that movie or uh, yeah. uh, Infinity War yeah make that movie with no clue what Endgame <laughs> is going to be yeah, yeah. but tell everybody guys yeah Endgame's coming yeah, yeah you know yeah, what yeah. I mean like that's nuts to me it's it's yeah. oh I agree and I think that's the biggest mistake and uh, and I think you know they only have themselves to blame uh, you know what one more positive. I have one more positive. That's really just a backhanded compliment. <laughs> that's all I expect. This movie came out. Yeah. And I had talked some trash to you on the phone. Yes. Uh, Chuckles. Um, about The Mandalorian. Yeah. And I didn't care for it because there's like fundamental, there's like 20% of storytelling missing from it. Yeah, and it yeah, weirded yeah. me out. Yeah. And then I saw this movie and then I watched the last two episodes of this season. Yeah. And I went... Well, all right. I mean, <laughs> at least they're just telling one little story. You know what I mean? And so Only it made, four episodes in. It made so. Mandalorian feel better to me because it was small, because it's one story. It's contained. Because and, it's And this it's thematically uh, consistent. And uh, yeah, sure. And is are there scenes that are jarring because it's like a comedy bit? Yes. <laughs> but fine. So be it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, at yeah. least they're just doing what they want to do. Yeah. And that and and you know what? At at the end of the day, maybe that's the bummer for me. Ryan Johnson made a flawed Star Wars movie. But I liked it. And I'm really grateful that a filmmaker could put their voice into this movie right. and have a message and say something and make you think about the art that you're watching. Right? Yeah. I, and look, I just said your thing art i called yeah. star wars art okay yeah, yeah it makes you think about the thing that you enjoy and yeah. that's cool if this movie had fucking failed on every level and been a complete shit show uh rise of skywalker but it was a filmmaker really trying, trying to yeah. say something or make something or do something yeah Fine, I will applaud you for doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And isn't that what fucking Yoda says in Last Jedi? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That it's about the failures. You you keep failing. You have to keep failing. Yeah. Again, Ryan Johnson's like screaming from the rooftops. Please don't make Rise of Skywalker this. Right. And that's what bums me out. Is this wasn't a good movie, and it's no risk. You know what I mean? Like JJ made a. Every safe bet he could. Disney yeah. made every safe bet they could. Yeah. It doesn't say anything. It doesn't do anything. It's not memorable, and it's gone. And that bums me out. I, I agree, but I, I think I, I do put the blame more squarely on the outcry uh, about episode eight that led them down to this path and said, I guess this is all we can do. You know? Yeah. That's, that's how I feel. Episode seven, opening of the new trilogy, people are all happy about it, and it's super derivative. Great. That's easy because it's the opening. Yeah. But yeah. when you have the conclusion and now you know that these bars are around you, you're stuck. Yeah. Just like the Sonic the Hedgehog redesign. Oh, yeah. Similar. And this is all stuff that adds to my whole sense of just existential dread of just like, <laughs> oh, God. A lot of ennui. Uh, but. And in conclusion, that's why it's amazing that the Raptors became good guys. <laughs> <laughs> Ray who? <laughs> Ray Liotta. <laughs> and I'm here to talk about Chantix. If you want to quit smoking. Oh, my God. What do you mean there's bad guys? What are you talking about? I'm just trying to figure out what I need to do. 
another organic. That's my Ray Liotta, and I, I've never done one before. I can only hear it in my own head when I say it. Pretty good. I think it was all right. It was okay. It's old, No, it's current Ray Liotta. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. You not, haven't not, seen him in a while. Not classic Ray Liotta. Yeah. When, he, when he says to watch, watch Marriage Story, you'll uh, see. I, okay. Um, well, folks out there, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, for There's like one person. Either, either this entire podcast or these entire podcasts. <clears throat> not really sure how we're cutting this yet. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to imagine. Trilogy. Trilogy. <laughs> I, think, I think if, I, if I'm doing the math right, this is over four hours. Oh, man. <laughs> I, think, I think that's correct. I'm so right around sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's all right. We, we had a lot we wanted to talk about. It's fine. Episode one, Chuck and Brad's 2019. Yep. Episode two. Ray's insane diatribe. <laughs> episode episode three. Ray's insane diatribe. Continued. By, by the way, Chuck and Brad's two thousand. The return update. of the insane diatribe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the two thousand nineteen recap was like forty minutes long. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm it's really fine. sorry. You asked me to come. I prepared my things and and I apologize. It's like because we said you're we're like your stepdads for having a podcast. Yeah, and it's like we didn't expect you for a four day weekend. <laughs> You're off school Monday as well? <laughs> I'm sorry. How about this? How about this? Sometime, you know you know what I think part of it is? You have me come on podcasts, like episodes, when you like, you have this thing you want to talk about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That lends itself to a lot of discussion. Sure, sure. No, 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 I, no I, issues. I'm not actually angry that oh, the podcast no, no, no. this long. Oh, no. I feel like maybe you're annoyed. I think, no, I, I, think I, I think it's gentle, good-hearted the, teasing. The Chuck and Brad part. podcast oh. to me is supposed to really be sort of unfiltered in a way that is true to representing us, right? Yes. And with you as like a consistent person on it, maybe with Lou, whoever. So, so far, you are, you are if, our if, most if guested guest of yeah. 2020 if, so if far. If it's supposed to be unfiltered, why do you keep... Ed- my, uh, what? Why do you keep what? Why do you keep editing... Uh, my, my, <laughs> <laughs> I'm but so I, tired. I, do, I do think of it like that. So if me yeah. and you get into an argument about Jurassic World yeah, yeah. or all this stuff like this, that kind of stuff, I think that that's part of what the podcast is. Don't you think that? But yeah. now your listener has this like weird view of me where, where it's just like, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess he's like a comedian or something, but <laughs> I think he just hates movies because <laughs> you've had me come in for two discussions yeah. about like things where I'm like, I don't think that's good. This time I'm like... Last time we got into a whole thing, fuck you, I brought well, my, my work with me. <laughs> this I will say, we talk about in the podcast a lot about how we don't like snark and this the phrases, this sucks, that sucks, this sucks. But what we like is thoughtful discussion about stuff like that. I did say it sucks and, a couple of times. Well, and, and how it can be improved. And I think we had thoughtful yeah. discussion yeah. and I... You know, tried to add in how it could be improved throughout. So I think that we did a good job of living up to that. I do think it's weird that you got a knife and while you were talking, you carved uh, T-R-O-S sucks <laughs> into your arm. <laughs> yeah, Chuck, that's weird that you did that. <laughs> See, I diverted. Yeah. Yes. I diverted. Uh, folks out there, thank you all so much for listening. Yeah. Uh, we do appreciate it. Yeah. This year and all previous years and all future years. Uh, it's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, if you have questions, comments, concerns, or otherwise, please send us an email, chuckandbrad at gmail.com or find the email link through chuckandbradpodcast.com. Yes. <clears throat> Make sure you check out rayharringtoncomedy.com. Yes. And uh, By the way, his stand-up cool. sets are basically this. Yeah. No, <laughs> oh, and also... Uh, he opens his laptop on stage and yeah, he's like, right, and right, why right, did right, Palpatine have nine fingers? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, thank you for having me and I appreciate it, uh, I think. 
someday I'll look back and I'll laugh. And uh, but you know, catch us next week when I'm back on the podcast again for a seven-hour discussion about cats. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Ray Harrington. Hey guys, did you see Fast and Furious Nine? <laughs> Because if not, you might want to skedaddle. Now, Fast and Furious presents Cats. I can fuck Did with. you hear about the Fast and Furious announcement today? Yes. They're doing the concert in Miami with Nick, with uh, Cardi B yep. and all these people to do the trailer drop at the end. <laughs> Why not, man? I love it. I do love it. it. I love do it. Do it up. See, that's my thing. It's like, I love the Fast and Furious movies. I really do. Yeah, me too. I thought Hobbs and Shaw was a little eh. But I know. I liked it. the core Fast and Furious franchise, yeah. I'm with it 100%. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with it all. All right. That's all I've got. That's all i got. Ray, you got anything else? Because <laughs> you got to think about like when Paul Walker... <laughs> Like all right, halfway Deuces. through the movie Deuces. is gone. The fact that they managed to finish that out with a Deuces. reasonable plot, I can, I can read. I, can, I think it's pretty reasonable. <laughs>